welcome to episode 22, right? Yeah, 22 of PlayStation Derail. That's PSU's podcast. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira, East Coast Editor for PSU.com. And with me today, as usual, Mike Heritage, Managing Editor for PSU.com. How are you, Mike? I'm doing good. How are you, Don? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> We've got uh, super, what is it? Super marketing specialist asshole, uh, Joseph Faith. That's right. I am the asshole specialist of PlayStation Universe. Not the only thing that's special, though, guys, because uh, as advertised, we've got a special guest on this episode. Hello. Did you guys hear that? Say Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh my God, I'm Rob. Hello. Rob. Hi. 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 Returns uh, from episodes prior of podcast derailed, not please. <laughs> your title is. Uh, special guest. Special guest <laughs> slash co-host of. Uh, actually, you're not little, no longer co-host. Sorry, uh, you are only um, special guest now. Hi, how's it going? I've been listening to the podcast. It's got mostly worse since I left. Uh, <laughs> Notably, <laughs> also uh, he he wanted to be on after uh, we started talking shit last episode. Uh, last episode, he was like, um, I didn't want to talk about it last episode because my my feelings were deeply hurt, and I was. Hey Rob, you want to join the podcast? He's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, I literally went away for 20 minutes, came back. Hey Rob, um, you want to join the podcast? Nope, Diablo 3. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> you, you see what Don does? He'll disappear for like half an hour when I am. And you're like, hey, have you sorted anything out, Don? No reply. And I'm like, well, I'm uh, just sitting here with a mic in front of me and <laughs> I, clicking on things and getting loot. I don't know. Um. That's okay. I, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I would ditch the podcast for Diablo 3 any day. Including right now. And if you noticed last episode, we didn't have any intro or outro music. That's because I wanted people to write in and maybe, you know, record something or play something for us. And Brett Johnson, loyal podcast derailed fan, did just that. Uh, that awesome guitar tune you were hearing at the beginning, that riff was from Brett Johnson. So thanks, buddy. Do you like it, yeah. Joseph? Yeah, dude. Um, especially like halfway in the middle. Uh, halfway in the middle. I mean, at the 17th kind of second. Kind of an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, no, it changed up a bit. And it's, yeah, it's real awesome. Uh, so thanks again, Brett. Uh, we like it. We're going to use it for the outro as well. Um, but if anybody else would like to send us anything, in fact, Joseph was just saying uh, before we aired that it'd be wicked if uh, someone would do a drum track for that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, if, uh, if anybody else would like to send in anything else, feel free. So guys, how's it going? Not bad, man. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. It's really sunny here. How is it in Dragonland? It's bloody hot. <laughs> yeah. Summer has finally caught up with us. Uh, cool. Wicked. Yeah, I, I, I now work near the beach at lunchtime a couple of days ago. I went to the beach, had an ice cream. It was amazing. So I'm sure a lot of... Uh... So many tits on the beach. Uh, <laughs> Male or female? Uh, lots of female tits. Actually, for every hot chick in a bikini, there was like two ripped dudes. Oh, that's that funny. That was prob- I was probably one of them. <laughs> probably uh, actually, actually, he was all of them. All of them. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure uh, derailed fans are really happy to hear you back, Rob. In fact, I am. But uh, why don't you uh, tell them where you work now? Uh, well, um, I'm now a magazine writer. Uh, nice. I'm, I write for a uh, magazine, a Linux user and developer, which I'm sure has many people in the PlayStation universe podcast listenership going, <laughs> wow, Linux, that's awesome. Um, no, I mean, I, I, write about mag- I write the magazine. It's uh, you know, free and open source software, and I work out of Bournemouth. It's actually sold in America, so you can get it. And Australia. Yeah, I going to ask, sold worldwide? Yeah. Worldwide. Nice. What about J- Japan? Uh, I don't know. I know it's translated into French, um, cool. which is weird. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but no, like, like weirdly, like they managed to translate the whole thing without breaking anything because 
you can easily break stuff in Linux if you don't you know translate it correctly. And yeah, I heard uh, Google Translate works really well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this new Linux add-on. Here's how to code in Django, but for French. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, how are you liking it? How what what do you think is the main difference from um, switching from online to print? Uh, well, I'm writing stuff that doesn't come out like sometimes two months in advance, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, but um, you know, it like normally you kind of have to write it to like you know, the, the strict kind of word limits and what have you, because literally there's no space. It's like not going to uh, a website where you know you just website goes on and on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got I've got to kind of you know fill in you know two pages and I can't go over that otherwise just not there. And you know a lot, lot more screenshots than I was taking when I was you know doing the odd preview for PSU. So you know oh, that's cool, man. Well, I'm admittedly I'm not um you know uh, as Linux savvy as maybe Joseph or Mike uh, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, how yeah. do, how does um how does reporting for like an operating system or something like that differ from you know, reporting on video games as you're used to. Oh, well, I mean, this is like tech journalism, so it's way different. I mean, with, okay. <clears throat> I mean, Linux is just like there's so many different versions of Linux, so I've got to talk about all of them, which kind of helps because otherwise there wouldn't be much news to talk about. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just kind of using operating systems. I'm using different types of Linux and saying if it's good or bad and why. And then I'm doing, t- I'm doing tutorials and coding, which, you know, you don't really do that much for video game websites unless you're like you're doing, hey, Here's how to make a game, which you know, people don't normally do. So cool. So uh, podcast derailed exclusive. Rob Thez, what is your favorite Linux device? Uh, my favorite Linux distro is Linux Mint 13 Maya. There you go. Uh, yeah, that and also with, with, with the cinnamon desktop environment. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. The review of which you can see on the LinuxUser.co.uk website right now. Yeah, yeah man, plug that shit. And also yeah. uh, favorite Linux feature. Uh, uh choice. Yeah. That I agree with everything you said. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. People who know, I mean, like you know, Linux. Well, you know, you hear the word free software, and it's not. It. I mean, the the mantra is free as in beer, and also free as in speech. So I mean, you know, it's all about being open and stuff. So there you go, Linux. It's a thing. Blah, blah. Also, what the um. Also, what the PS3 used to be able to run. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, oh, well, wasn't the PS2 operating system Linux-based? And isn't it the PS3s as well, the cross-media bar? Uh, it, it might be. I'm not 100% sure because, you know, Linux is open source, so Sony can do whatever the hell they want with it and just put it out, and that's legal because of Linux is Linux. Um, I, I don't actually know if it is, though. It might be their own kind of specific stuff because the cross-media bar and the like, just the general, like, kind of operating system for that is way different to most Linux stuff. I... Uh, so let's get the show on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Mike, would you like to... No, wait. Uh, 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 Rob. Hello. <laughs> We're switching out our, our British dudes uh, this episode. Rob, would you like to kick us off with This Week well, on PlayStation? Do you want Stephen to do it? Sorry? Stephen to do it? Stephen from Birmingham? Okay, so we've just got Stephen on the podcast, so this is a five-man episode. Stephen, uh, how about you read us the This Week on PlayStation? Or well, I'd say, well, I'd say, Dawn, uh, I, don't, I don't like your... Um, I'm turning into a uh, into into Mike now. I don't know. I don't I don't like your accent. I'm now turning into someone from West Country, um, not from Birmingham. Uh, yeah, your racist Liverpudlian version of Stephen is kind of hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. Is it, <laughs> what, was it was it the thing with the T? Did that set you off? No. <laughs> no. Well, no. No. What the fuck came out this week? I don't know. Uh, sorcery. <laughs> Fucking finally. Booyah. Yeah, do you? Didn't they announce that like three years ago? Uh, 2010, I think. Two years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, Who's, killer? When, 
Moves Killer app or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at E3. Uh, yeah, at mm. E3. Uh, I, I actually reviewed that myself. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think of it? You thought it was good. Okay, oh. well, what score did you give it? Yeah, uh, Are you going uh, at six, Stephen? Uh, uh, I did. Uh, I'll talk about it more <laughs> after. But uh, the thing is, I said that it, it's not Moves Killer title, but there's some fun to be had. Uh, we'll get more into it after. I'll give the mic back to Don. Okay, sure, thanks. Give- hey, guys, I'm back. What's up? That's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> it's so nice that Stephen can be there with you just to podcast. Yeah, he's, he's always here. He's just <laughs> always here. <laughs> so uh, other than Sorcery, bro, what came out? Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Wow, that's out. When the hell did that come out? Maybe maybe Last not week? there. Or this yeah. week. Um, and uh, you guys gave it 8 out of 10. Uh, nice. Uh, who reviewed Ooh. that? Uh, Adam, no, Stephen, Stephen, wasn't it? Stephen. Stephen. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I think I, meant, I heard him talk about it on Twitter, um, and Jeff Gersman talk about it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, he re- he really likes Stephen. Really likes it. Uh, also, I, I don't know if uh, I I wasn't really here when Stephen was talking, but uh, we gave uh, well, Stephen gave it a six. Sorcery, sorry, a six out of ten. So that's Ghost yeah. Recon an eight, Sorcery a six, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I think uh, I saw this. I saw uh, Ghost Recon at Gamescom, uh, and it was looking alright then. So I'm glad it kind of came out and was good. Yeah. Wicked. Um, you've got here Dragon Dogma, which I assume means Dragon's Dom. Dogma. Why don't you press F5? Why don't you press F5? Why do I press F5? Is it being magically fixed? Magically. It has. <laughs> it's PSU, the website that fixes itself. <laughs> uh, so Dragon's Dogma's been getting uh, like a, a, a strange kind of array of scores. I don't know. I think mm. like you guys are liking it, I suppose. But... Um, uh, like you know, just like Capcom trying something, trying to do a slightly Western-style RPG, um, which is you know, I mean, considering I'm all anti, I'm not buying any more Capcom sequels. I'm glad that they're trying something. Um, hopefully, it won't bomb, and they'll go, no, well, let's put out another Street Fighter Four. Uh, <laughs> another edition, yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. Um, also, we have Men in Black: Alien Crisis. Join the Men in Black as Peter Delacour, an MIB agent in training, assigned to unearth enemy aliens who are planning to destroy planet Earth. With hidden surveillance and stealthy guards on the prowl, players must ambush confidential alien intelligence and stop all alien attacks. It doesn't Black sound... Alien crisis brings exciting, realistic MIB agent movements, says player shoot and dodge. Wait, realistic MIB agent movements? What does that mean? <laughs> Do they just, like, slice up a bit and then... It means they, they actually used mocap. And also, it doesn't sound, uh, it doesn't sound threatening in British. And dodge their way through action-packed levels <laughs> to escape fierce alien assaults. Play through the game in two-player split-screen action. That's two, play, play through the game in two-player split-screen action. Oh, okay. Or test your MIB skills against your friends in four-person hot seat, in inverted commas, competitive action. I'm pretty sure... Wow. I'm pretty sure Joseph and I have no idea what you just said. No. <laughs> Mike understands it perfectly. Oh yeah, 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 of course. I'm ill. I, I just heard someone saying I'm English uh, over and over again. <laughs> I'm English. I'm English. I'm English. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, out on PlayStation Network is about twenty fucking things. Um, yeah, there's a lot. So just the uh, quick fire. Like tabletop tanks. You found a 4K edition. Alex Kid. Doctor Who: The Eternity Clock. Super Hang On. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World, correct? Yeah, 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 shit game. Now, Dungeons and Dragon, Daggerdale, Rin Snobby. But the biggest release of this week, the Master System classic, Wonder Boy in Motherfucking Monsterland, a fucking phenomenal side-scrolling Zelda-like game. How is that different from Wonder Boy in Monster World? Uh, Monster World, <laughs> I believe you could switch, like you could turn into different animals, like your powers. Or that might be Monster World Three. I can't remember. 
But Monster Land was like it differs that Monster Land was one that I played at my cousin's house a lot as a kid, and it's really fucking good. So these are a lot of the the games Sega, the, the so uh, the so called classics that Sega's bringing to the PlayStation. Yeah. Now, why like, did you say mm-hmm. Alex Kidd? Fuck that game, because I think that that's the main featured title. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'm just probably. joking. Just I was just joking. Oh, I don't know anything about it. I mean, I've played an Alex Kidd game. I don't think it was in Miracle World though. Uh, that probably was it. I mean, that's the main Alex Kidd game. Oh okay. uh, yeah, it was one of the games that came was bundled with the Master System in, in the UK because we got yeah like a second yeah. version of the Master System which had some inbuilt games like Sonic the Hedgehog one eight bit mm-hmm. and Alex Kidd. Um, uh, you know, it was like you know, Sega's mascot before Sonic was the mascot. I, I've got a, a, a friend who like just thinks it's one of the, you know a really great game. Okay. Um, if it was me though, I would I would have chose the Revenge of Shinobi to be the featured Sega. Class. Yeah, that's the one with like Batman and Spider Man. Right. In it. Um, and uh, I think it's, this is the eight bit version, the Master System version, obviously. So um, I believe there was a sixteen bit uh, Genesis Mega Drive version of it, which would have been slightly better. Um, same Super Hang On, um, which obviously is also a, a classic game. Hold on. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi is not the uh, Genesis version? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Um, hmm. I, I do believe there was a version on, on the Master System and Game Gear, though. So, yeah. Didn't know that. Blew my mind. Uh, what have we got in terms of PS1 classics, brother? Uh, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. The wow. New Nightmare. Hmm. Apparently, you're on Shadow Island. Do they mean Shadow Island or Shadow Moses? Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, did you ever get into those games since they were both kind, uh, since they're kind of in the horror genre? Um, no, I didn't actually. I jumped on board with Resident Evil. I never played Alone in the Dark, funnily enough. But... Mike, Mike didn't like the games, but he got a tattoo of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I got it on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, PlayStation Two classics to round it all yeah, up. Need for Speed Most Wanted. I'm not a big fan of the um, the old black box PS2 Need for Speed, especially Neither Most um, my my stepbrother is a huge fan of them, but uh, that's that's out. Um, Black if Box, you, which has since can. been um, dismantled and absorbed by EAC, I believe EA Vancouver. Yeah, I think um, I played they, the run they they did. That was really like wasted potential. Like it's um you know it had this really kind of cool idea of racing across the states. Um, it didn't really deliver on it. Uh, it was just too difficult as well. Uh, and Siphon Filter, the Omega Strain. Um, I never played it. Do, um, Siphon Filter, I mean, uh, wasn't like the first one alright, and that was it. First one was good, super hard. Second one was uh, better cutscenes and stuff like that, uh, less hard. Third one was, I think, uh, not so good. And then I, I never played any of the PS2 ones. I, I didn't know it was even out on the PS2. I same, the PS1. Yeah. same. I like I saw this list and I'm like, oh shit, uh, this came out on PS2. I <clears throat> I thought the all the PS2 ones were ports from PSP games. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Were they meant to be making a new one on PS3, or is that just all rumor? Uh, it was, nothing was ever announced. It was rumor, though. Yeah. Who makes that? Who makes Seven Filter now? Bend? No. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently. Okay. Well, that's uh, all the games that came out this week. There was a yeah. lot of uh, there were a lot of PlayStation Network games. So. Uh, and you know what game is still out as well? What? Diablo. Mm, we could talk about that after. Uh, I'll get into news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Starting off with... Just Cause 3 and 4 domains have been registered by Square Enix. So, is this this them... Like, just registering it because they're making the game? Which, I mean, they probably should make a Just Cause 3 because 2 was great and popular. But it might just be them registering it because they don't want anyone else to register it. Yeah, it I sounds think... legit, though, because check this out. JustCause4.com, JustCause4.fr, JustCause4.co.uk, JustCause4.de, JustCause4.it, which is, I have no idea. Just <laughs> no, call... Italy. Italy, oh. yeah. JustCause3.it as well. Mm-hmm. 
Well, just cause three is meant to be in development. That's rumored to be in development. Okay, wrong, wrong. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm super excited for Dead Space. Uh, sorry. Yikes! Almost uh, <laughs> jumped the gun on that. Uh, I'm super excited for just cause. Um, because just three, cause yeah. was awesome. Um, can I grapple the moon? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, also. Not rumored, but confirmed is Oddworld Stranger's Wrath for the PlayStation Vita coming in June. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Gilray said to the PlayStation on the PlayStation broadcast that we started work on the Vita version of Stranger's Wrath about five and a half weeks ago. Uh, the guy who's doing it actually never touched the Vita before. He just plugged it in and read the documentation. <laughs> he probably spent half a week reading the documentation, and then the next week he already had the code running. Uh, yes. It must be quite easy to port. PS3 titles over to the Vita. Yeah, you see, like, it's yeah. easy to hear that and just say, like, oh, wow, that sounds terrible. But then if you actually think about it, like Rob just said, uh, that's a good thing because uh, one of the biggest problems the developers were reportedly having with the PS3 apparently was that, you know, it's hard to code for. You still hear that sometimes, like, oh, it's harder to work on than the Xbox. It, it, mm-hmm. it is a bit, Yeah. Um, they got used to it now over like five, six years. So. Yeah, you know, there was all those things saying that uh, Sony went to developers uh, for Vita first. You know, they were like, what do you want? And developers gave them. Uh, a list of you know specs and how it should run and stuff like that. So it's good to hear that it's easy to make games for the Vita, or yeah, at least man. you know port from the PS3 as well, because that you know hopefully they have a bit of similar architecture or like a way to convert the architecture and optimization to work on the Vita, which is good. Yeah. Now, uh, you guys ready for some quick fire release dates? Sure. Go aliens, Aliens, Colonial Marines, 2013. Yes, February 12th, mm-hmm. 2013. So, uh, that's a bit upsetting. Delayed. Yeah, I mean, Joseph, yeah. you you liked uh, Aliens Colonial Marines from PAX, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think the game looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you like about it? What'd you dislike? One each. Uh, I liked uh, atmosphere in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, I said one fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I disliked. You said you said one each, right? <laughs> Just go for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I I disliked that it seemed like the aliens were super easy to kill. The, the, oh yeah, enemy is super easy to kill. Yeah, especially with that uh, lock-on machine gun. Oh, that thing was just awesome. Though. Just decimated. Uh, it was cool though. It looks like a good game. Um, Devil May Cry reboot officially dated for January fifteenth, twenty thirteen. Delayed. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with the delay as long as this game kicks ass. I'm super excited for it. it. Looking like it will. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Also, uh, played at packs that I really enjoyed. XCOM, Enemy Unknown. Uh... That's been pushed back all the way to like fiscal year two thousand fourteen or something, isn't it? Well, that that starts April 2013. So yeah, between it's going to be out between April 2013 uh, and March 2014. Oh, sorry. Are we, are we talking about the first person shooter? Yeah, that's, the RTS? That's, yeah, yeah. That's not not enemy unknown. Oh. Uh, this one is um, the XCOM, the just XCOM. It's called the FPS. Hold on a second. Let me clarify this. Uh, North American release date for XCOM Enemy Unknown is October 9th, and the strategy title uh, will be October 12th in Europe. No, that's that's the same thing. Same game, Enemy Unknown, strategy, yeah. not the not the first person shooter. Okay, so cool. October 9th and twelfth in North America and Europe, respectively. Now I don't yeah. know the other about the first person shooter. Yeah, that oh, strategy game looks really good though. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, buddy, 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 buddy. I could have sworn there was another one. Um. <laughs> oh, Metal Gear Solid PS Vita. Uh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid HD PS Vita, dated for Europe, uh, June 29th. Cool. Yep. You guys excited? I am, yeah. I, yeah, haven't, definitely, played, man. I haven't played uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, so, um, yeah. Well, I've just got a Vita, so I'm excited about that. Okay, cool. Well, uh, 
Apparently, speaking of uh, you guys in the UK, uh, you guys do like your PlayStation Vita. Mike, you weren't the only one to have bought one because uh, <laughs> PS Vita UK sales have reached 100k in 10 weeks. Now, um, is that good or bad? That's bad. Uh, that's not very good, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, put it this way, in the same time frame, I think um, PSP sold about 350k. <laughs> Damn. Because like yeah. Japan, where like 100k units is all right. Um. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. It doesn't translate over here, unfortunately. It's certainly not in America. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, hmm. What else can you add to that? I'm not really sure. It's what's, not doing that great over here. What's GTF uh, chart track? They're like the official. They're like the official guys for the UK charts and everything. Okay. Well, he said that. Uh, sorry, D- uh, Dorian Bloch, uh, the business group director at ChartTrack, said that the P- PS Vita was launched at a traditionally quiet time, and the PSP was launched in the build-up uh, to Q4. Um, um, not sure. I mean, if that's legit or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, more more consoles sell near Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. Times over, so. that's true. Yeah, that's true. PSV, it was out in February, and everyone already spent all their money over Christmas. So, yeah. And you've got to think right. about the price as well. I think it says something like the average um, PSV is two, three, two, or something, and PSP was one seven eight. Is it something like that, Don? Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think you can get PS3 for about two hundred pounds as well. So it's yeah, less. Yeah, than yeah, that. yeah. But Cats. yeah. I'm, no, carry on. Sorry. Kaz said uh, earlier this month that the uh, PS Vita had sold uh, 1.8 million units worldwide. So that's not too bad. Yeah. So worldwide, <laughs> not bad. You guys in the UK. Fact, actually, that's probably pretty good, actually. Mike, all your friends, get all of them to buy Vitas. Maybe we'll see these numbers. <laughs> all my friends are broke-ass, man. You and yeah. you and Rob. Rob? See, see now, now I've got a real job. I can afford to get a Vita at some point, so I'll be getting there one soon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about uh, the Canadians and uh, you people across the seas, but here in the States, the... The Vita is the same price as the low-end PS3, which, I mean, yeah. that's kind of kind of ridiculous. The low-end PS3 is slightly cheaper than the Vita in the UK. Uh, in the States, they're both 250 each. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And with, and with the, the PS3 trailing so hard, uh, well, not so hard, but trailing the 360 in the States, like, it it makes sense to me, at least, that that's why the Vita's not selling, is because someone would rather pick up a PS3 than... Then spend the same amount of money. All right, look, I'm sick and tired. Yeah. I'm getting depressed. I'm sick and tired of talking about things that aren't selling. I'd rather talk about things that are selling. Like Max Payne 3 has shipped 3 million units worldwide. Yeah. Um, fiscal 2013 wow. kicked off with the successful launch of Max Payne 3, says Strauss Zelnick, uh, Take-Two CEO. He adds, uh, which revealed outstanding reviews and promises to be another hit for Rockstar Games. Uh, you think? Uh, Joseph, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah, it'll sell a lot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joseph was just telling us on air how much he fucking hates Rockstar, two words, and Max Payne. <laughs> especially, no, especially Rockstar Table Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I, I, Sorry, carry on, Joe. Uh, I, I don't hate uh, Rockstar. It's, um, I, I love them in the PS2, ga- uh, PS2 days when, when GTA was actually a fun series, um, and then when they moved to like Ouch. PS3. PS3, Xbox, um, the mechanics seem super dated, and I didn't really think that those games were fun, uh, especially the stories weren't super interesting as well. Oh, they, they went the serious route where then, you know, Saints Row took the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, am, I fucking yeah. love Saints Row. I mean, yeah, the th- <laughs> Saints Row the third is video games the video game, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, like, that's when I played Saints Row 1, like, that's what I imagined Grand Theft Auto would be when it actually came out. Although I, assumed, I, I assume you thought it would be a bit less buggy than Saints Row 1. <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't have the guys wouldn't just be driving in the air with no car around them yeah but like with that kind of game like that just adds a certain amount of charm it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like skyrim with its bugs fair enough 
Are you guys ready for some uh, new game announcements? Sure, hit me. Uh, hit me. I believe we're all. I believe we're all excited for this one. Jet Set Radio coming to the PS Vita. Yeah. In summer 2012. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, this has also been confirmed for PS3 and 360 as digital downloads. So, for, uh, I guess for American listeners, like Jet Grind Radio, is it just like a new one, or is it a remake of the original Jet Set or Jet Grind Radio? This it's is the, it's just hey, it'd be original one in HD. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't they, they recently released that on PS3 and 360? Didn't they? So it, uh, it's I don't out. think it came out yet. Did no, it? it's uh, it's out in the summer. But all of them yeah. are out in the summer. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. and apparently um, the Vita version is going to be coming out with all new features and controls. Yeah, touchscreen graffiti spraying. <laughs> oh, nice. That actually might be quite cool. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Yep, and this one will include uh, camera integration, so I believe you'll be able to move your camera around, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, and apparently take uh, sticks, so. <laughs> yeah, take um, pictures of your own graffiti or something and put them in the game. I think I read something like that anyway. Oh, nice. Well, we're not the only ones that are excited. As uh, Sega Senior Vice President uh, Haruki Satomi said, the fan reaction to... Oh, no, so the time this is this is podcast real time. I, I'm allowed to be as racist as I want. <laughs> the fan reaction to this game. A fan reaction to a recent reveal of Jesset Radio has been incredible. <laughs> as, as Jesset Radio is focused on creativity, the, the touch capability <laughs> capability of PlayStation Vita are providing a perfect fit. I'm so sorry. Hi, 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 you. We love you, Sega, and uh, we're super excited that you're bringing uh, Jesset Radio to the Vita. But also, Sega also... Um... Uh, they've like got all publishing rights for all the um, Double Fine games from now on as well. Oh, and speaking of mm. Double Fine and yeah. new games coming out, guess what has just been confirmed? Or now? Oh, um, what was he calling it? Uh, the okay. same thing. Uh, the same thing. Mike uh, calls Joseph's anus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Joseph. I love you so much. Are, are they making a game called Gaping Hole? <laughs> no. Uh, it's just uh, Joseph's too quiet, and the the hole is uh, sorry. The game is called The Cave. Oh, the cave. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Ron Gilbert. That's Ron Gilbert's one he's making there, isn't it? Yeah. He's Don't a monkey. Stop looking at me like that. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard that before. Do, uh, do out on PlayStation 3, PC, and Xbox 360. Uh, the cave is being masterminded by Ron Gilbert, who is perhaps best known... Gilbert? Gilbert, who is perhaps Gilbert. best known as the creator of the Monkey Island franchise. Uh, all those awesome LucasArts games like Grim Fandango and Fourth Rottal and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the golden age of adventure gaming. Oh. Hey, yo, Gilbert was all like, yo, the concept of the cave has been bouncing around in my head for many, many years. And then there was little voices that tell me to do things. <laughs> and I was all like, yo, it's time to make the game. He's like, I'm thrilled to be working with amazingly talented folks at Double Fine and ecstatic that the team at Sega believes in adventure games and quirky ideas, y'all. Peace. Okay, Yo. so um, have you seen a website where you can like take pictures and bling them out with like boss and like uh, gold teeth and sunglasses and stuff? For the for the, the picture for this post, you're gonna have to have a picture of Ron Gilbert with all oh, that. Oh no! Okay, I, I won't have it as the thumbnail, but I'll have it in the post. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, also, I'll just make it the thumbnail. Also announced, guys. Can you can you please explain to me why I gave Ron Gilbert a rapper accent? That seemed kind of awesome. If uh, I speak like that in the next um, Double Fine Adventure game video, <laughs> that'd be wicked. Um, also announced is the Dead Island Game of the Year edition. Uh, yeah, set to hit um, shelves on June twenty sixth. <laughs> and that's um, funny. That's funny because no one gave it. I mean, okay. I mean, I think I reviewed it for PSU and I gave it a seven seven point five out of ten or something like that. Yeah, it was a big surprise. I 
I actually like I played with most of my friends on PC and yeah. we had a fucking well of the time, but objectively it was not a great game. But I feel like I feel like we've spoken about this before, how it's bullshit, how companies just tag on a uh, game of the year edition to everything. But like mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's used to it. Like nobody actually thinks Dead Island is game of the year. Like I mean I guess random Joe Blow would walk into the store and be like, What the I think f- Matt does, so I think Matt really, really liked it. I mean Matt thinks Skyrim was the game of the year last year, so also does Matt own a PS three yet? No, he does. It, it was broke. It was broken when he was um, podcasting oh. with you guys. Mm. Okay, so uh, set to hit the US on June 26th. I do not believe that a UK release date has been announced. Uh, no. There's only two pieces of DLC for that game anyway. So yeah, I was about to say. Hmm. Yeah, Bloodbath Arena and the um, wider right rider or wider right, whatever it's called. So yeah, yeah, you can play as like crap one where you didn't have. Uh, there was no co-op in the entire thing. Yeah, you played as the bad guy from the game. Or yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Spoilers. Guys, I'm blanking out. Uh, who makes Dead Island? Was it Konami? Oh, Deep Tech Silver? Oh. Yeah, Tech no, Tech Deep Silver was the publisher. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, who who developed it? Techland. Tech Tech oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay, so, I mean, uh, Game of the Year edition. I don't know. Uh, if well, there... Normally, it has to be a, a game that might be considered for Game of the Year to be Game of the Year edition, but... Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I never played Dead Island, so uh, Dead Island, so I mean, I've always been really interested in, in doing so. But I might I might pick this up depending on how much it costs. I, you think they're gonna bring this out for like sixty bucks? Uh, no, forty at least. They'd have to be forty. Mm. Mm. I mean, it, it's definitely like if you can get some guys together to play it with. I mean, it's it's a lot better, and yeah, I mean, you can I, have a lot of fun. Just like in the, in, the, in the end of the game, when all of you guys are running around, it's like, hey, there's a zombie, and you run up, jump, kick it, and then you like all four of you just like spam and kick. Basically on the floor, <laughs> and then like, um, later, later levels when you're running down zombies and they kind of like jank through the car. Um, it's, you kind of as shoot much them. as I, um, as much as I love Borderlands, I think Dead Island has the same thing. Where if you don't have people to play it with, it's honestly not really worth playing. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Dead Island really more cool. so than Borderlands, but uh, Borderlands way more fun with people. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just like Diablo, but every every game is better. Than yeah, that. for sure. Full show, full show now. Um, unveiled by Capcom and initially reported by yours truly, which Mike breaks my heart <laughs> that you wrote this article and not once, not once in the article, which is a long ass news post, by the way, <laughs> not <laughs> once did you say like Don Oliveira originally reported. I did news. on the forums. I did on the forums and I linked to your original article. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, Capcom unveiled the Street Fighter 25th anniversary collector's set. Um, Dude, that is a fucking awesome set of now, like exactly yes, capcom is. usually yes. fucks up all right <laughs> capcom yeah. usually fucks up they get it right sometimes though and this is getting it right okay um, so what we got this is it's a box full of discs with uh discs of street fighter 3 third strike online edition the mm-hmm. newest version of street fighter 3 it's got super street fighter 2 is it turbo hd remix or is it hyper yeah. street fighter 2 uh, uh hd turbo turbo, turbo yeah. hd remix okay well, cool yeah. which is obviously the, the one that came out right before street fighter 4 which is a a wonderful, uh, re- uh, you know, re- redo of uh, Street Fighter Two. There's no alpha collection. I mean, There's what else is in it? Um, the Street Fighter Four arcade edition with all what the else? DLC. Street Fighter Cross Tekken with all the DLC. What else? Um, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Street Fighter Two, the uh, cartoon, American cartoon. What else? Uh, Street Fighter Four, the ties that bind. What else? Uh, Rose six, Bell. A six disc uh, <laughs> soundtrack, or something like that. Or was it eight discs? It was like a I, I was hoping soundtrack. you would do a disc by disc. But anyways, what else? Uh, there is a Ryu statue that kind of lights up, I believe. What, eight inch tall as well. What else? Yeah. Uh, is there some kind of like art book with it as well? 64 yeah, page yeah. art book. What else? Uh, I'm running out of things. Life-sized Ryu belt. I said that. 
Oh, oh yeah, he said that. So <laughs> is that got, like the um because like he's got specific kanji on the yes um, yeah it's got it's got um, all his um kanji or whatever it is on it yeah. Furin Kazan. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, what else? A certificate uh, of authenticity. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just to clarify. Uh, I don't know if that made any sense. I certainly wasn't paying attention. But the two-disc uh, two Blu-ray, including a documentary highlighting the profound influence uh, the franchise has had on fans, which, by the way, uh, and vice versa throughout the years, which, by the way, I'm on. Um, at PAX, they were recording a bunch of fans oh, going, yo, yo, yo. And uh, me and two friends jumped in the booth, and I was all like, blah, 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 blah. I love Street Fighter, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, Also included our anime movies for Street Fighter 4 and Super Street Fighter 4, all episodes of the Street Fighter animated series, and Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, like Rob said. Uh, the light-up statue will be eight inches. Uh, it's missing one thing. What's up? Street Fighter 2V, the anime. I don't know it's that the one where uh, Van Damme movie uh, you're probably, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, curiously missing from this, uh, this box set <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and the Super Street Fighter the movie the game as well also uh, uh, you, oh, know yeah. how, you know how we were like yo is that soundtrack 6 discs or 8 discs it's 11 fucking discs 11 discs like oh, holy crap how many Giles themes do you need <laughs> all of them all of them <laughs> all the times. uh Okay, the tournaments. Uh, there will also be like a you know a tour of tournaments. Yeah. Uh, slated for summer. Um, with the grand expo in London. Cool. With the grand finals in San Francisco on December eighth. Uh, blah 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 blah. Here's where the tour is gonna go. Austin, Texas, uh, July twentieth to ninth. I'm not gonna tell you the dates. If you live here, just look it up yourself. I'm lazy. <laughs> New York area because <laughs> locations pending. Yeah. Uh, Taipei. Um, in Taiwan. Uh, Japan. Tokyo region. Tokyo region. <laughs> Tokyo region is fucking huge. London, England. <laughs> Sao Paulo, Brazil, where Max Payne chills. Uh, Las Vegas, California. Los Angeles, California. Los. Not Las Vegas. What did I say? It? You said Las Vegas, California. Oh, okay. It's Los Angeles and Las Vegas is in Nevada, so yeah. Uh, November 4th, on my birthday in Paris, France. Um, and that that sounds like you're French Canadian, aren't you? Fucking French Canadian. <laughs> and the, the, pet, the finals <laughs> will be in uh, San Francisco, like I said. And you get to meet Brett Elson himself. Yeah. Now. Um, remember how we were like, yo, Capcom, they, they get a lot of shit wrong, but they get some shit right sometimes. Well, uh, I'll ask you guys what you think about this, but Capcom is planning to have shorter dev cycles for their major franchises. Uh, said it's shorter, but it's down to two and a half years. Was that? Kenzo Tsumoto, CEO of Capcom, said that um, we want to reduce the time needed to develop major titles uh, from the usual three to four years to only 2.5 years. Uh, this is to GameSpot, by the way. He said speeding up development will probably raise the cost, but creating quality content will be vital to Capcom's ability to survive the overcoming intense global competition. But um, then they need to create that quality content before... Yeah, hold on. Speeding up development will raise the cost? What? what? Like, well, yeah, because they probably got, they got to do it quicker with more people. Yeah, so sure. Yeah. Staff up. yeah, but also, you know, uh, that 2.5 years compared to... 2.5 obviously, compared to other like major game franchises, quite a lot, but, you know, I guess you know, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6 was, you know, mm-hmm. three or four years, so... Yeah. 2.5 is more in line with the industry norm, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And he said, uh, for DMC, Devil May Cry, development will require five years due to the time needed to select development companies because of our decision to switch external development. Uh, but our goal is to reduce the cycle to two and a half years for subsequent titles in this series. Um, does now, that, does I'm, that mean that they are planning to, uh, yeah. they're already planning a sequel to Devil May Cry with Ninja Theory? Uh, now, no. what he said is that they, they're planning on actually switching uh, external uh, development studios for DMC. Now, but I'm wondering, what if DMC comes out and it's 
it just breaks all sales records and Ninja Theory is like, you know, pissing on, on, on Activision or something. I don't know. Something well, crazy. Yeah. Are they going to be like... The only uh, thing it could do really is break all critical records and be everyone's game of the century. So I don't think it'll break any sales records. I hope that DMC2 gets outsourced to Techland. What about uh, Platinum Games? <laughs> yeah, Platinum. <laughs> Ginger Rising. Ginger Revengeance. <laughs> that game's going to be awesome. All right, guys. I'm, uh, I'm going to give you some uh, new new news about DLC. And then it, it, also... Hey, Don. News. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. You, you didn't mention how much uh, how much it is for that awesome Street Fighter collection. Oh, yeah, right. 150 bones. And I don't know how many squids it is in the UK. Oh, it hasn't even been announced for the UK. <laughs> Oh snap! Uh, it'll probably be it'll probably be available in the Capcom store, which does ship to the UK, I think. So oh, let me, okay, let me just go back to that. I think you all should buy that one hundred fifty dollars set, not only because it's awesome, because because you're in it on that DVD. <laughs> how many did they say? How many they're gonna make? I have not. Oh uh, no, they just it's limited edition. That's all they right. said. It's cool because it includes a certificate. You know, like I I like that. It's it's a small little touch, but it's neat. You know, like if I, I have number one three three seven. People. Sorry. If I did want to vote for Resident Evil, I'd be all over that. Yeah, wow. What is I mean, you could just order that $3,000 jacket from Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good point. Which you well, will. I've already done that. Actually. He's just only going to <laughs> leather chaps, that jacket, and nothing under. He's just going to be he's, he's bought two. One, one for now, one for next year when he's bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two bigger. sizes. Think ahead. When he's bigger, is that going to be possible? Yeah. <laughs> Eat enough protein, bench enough trucks. There isn't enough protein, though. There is not enough protein for him to get through a tub. Well, well, you know, there's, you know, when the world population goes from seven billion to six billion, you know where all the proteins go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, a last piece of uh, random news: new Mass Effect Three DLC has been detailed. Includes rebellion. New yeah, new characters and weapons. Uh, Rob, you know about this? Uh, yeah, I know a bit about it. Uh, I think there's a vulture. I believe. I stayed away from yeah. this news since I haven't played uh, Mass Effect Three yet. So uh, it's kind of funny because I was super into the multiplayer of Mass Effect Three, yeah. uh, and then I played the first day of the like you know the, the first piece of DLC, whatever they called it, the um, one where you get the uh, kind of sorry Justice Car and the um, Krogan Vanguard, what have you. Uh, and then all me and my friend just stopped playing for whatever reason. I haven't really played much attention since. Uh, but I know there's got like one character who has. Like plasma whips, like Whiplash from Iron Man 2, uh, and you can do Vulture and you know, more weapons and a few more levels and stuff. There's like quarry in it as well. Oh yeah, there's quarry and infiltrate or something like that, which yeah. wasn't. Uh, no, no, I think there was. I'm thinking it's a new type of quarry, but um, yeah. Uh, does it cost or is it free? Don, I can't remember. Costs. It's, it's free if you redeemed your online code, I think. Oh okay. Oh really? Something like that, yeah. So basically what to take away from this is that if you were to take away one thing from this, it's that fucking Bioware massively rips off Marvel. The end. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, okay, time for Sony news. Are you guys ready? Sure. Uh, sure. Uncharted 1 and 2 uh, coming to, and all of Uncharted 2's free DLC is coming to the PlayStation Network. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You'll be able to buy Uncharted 1, Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves uh, starting on June 26th. And also... Um, Naughty Dog is offering all Uncharted 2 DLC for free worldwide starting today. Now, as I understand, some of this DLC... Costumes and levels, wasn't it? So yeah, some of this DLC yeah. was uh, actually available already for free uh, in the States, I believe, with Uncharted 3. But now it's going to be available for Dragonland as well. Uh, the Drake's Fortune multiplayer pack, the... No, sorry. The Among Thieves Drake's Fortune multiplayer pack, which is skins from Uncharted 1. The Among Thieves Golden Guns pack, which I think is stupid. The Among Thing- Thieves... Sorry, among these PlayStation Heroes skin pack, which is really cool because you get uh, Chimera. Nathan, Nathan Hale. Hale. 
Chimera, you get uh, Killzone Guy, um, the Sidekick Skin Pack, which is all the characters that don't matter, like the awesome, what's his name, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff with the camera? Jeff the cameraman, oh, yeah. I love He's that guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and uh, Siege Expansion Pack, I'm not sure what that is. I assume it's a game mode. Okay, so that's cool. Also, uh, more character crossovers because Starhawk is coming to Little Big Planet now. Yeah, I uh, saw that screen. Yeah, just like what last week I think we we reported that um, Ant Man in Black was coming to Little Big Planet. I love that Little Big Planet is still being like updated all the time. It's super yeah. cool. They 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 yeah. really stuck to their guns. Media Molecule. Yeah. Uh, hats off to you in Dragonland. Um, we love you. <laughs> Value for money in it. Now, uh, Gran Turismo 6, that's a video game which will probably take 10 years to come out, but it has popped up on a Sony CV, meaning that it is in development somewhere, something is happening. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet. So- somewhere, um, what's-his-face is under a Ferrari with a microphone. Uh, that's what it's going to do for the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it hasn't been announced, but Sony Computer Entertainment of America's Brian Dunn um, he was the associate brand manager at uh, Sony, and he listed GT6 as one of his current p- projects. No platforms were mentioned, however. Mm. Uh, mm. Now, his uh, profile has since been removed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can still view it in Google Cache. If you just check out Mike's article uh, titled, Gran Turismo 6 pops up on Sony CV. Uh, Mike links to the Google's, Google's cache of his uh, profile. Yep. Um, yeah, so Gran Turismo 6. It's a thing. What a surprise. A <laughs> you say that. <laughs> it's a video uh, game. Ap- apologies yeah. for my phone going off. I thought it was on silence. So, uh, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, like, they're not going to stop making GT. It's just how long we're going to take to make each game. I think everyone's wondering. PS4 <laughs> I mean, launch I- title? <laughs> that would work in theory, but I don't know, man. It probably... Don't, don't Gran Turismo games traditionally come out like two years or so after a new Sony no. console? No, wait. Uh, Gran Turismo 3 was a PS3 launch title, right? And that was super successful. Correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't a launch title. That definitely ca- did come out until 2000. No, I'm sure A-Spec wasn't, because that was... I re- PS2 came out in 2000, and I remember that was still, like, 40% complete at the time, and it did come out for, like, another 18 months or something. If only there was some type of, like, database of knowledge available t- to everybody on the planet where we could just check this stuff. Like, the fucking oh, internet. Uh, Dom, came out Dom, I mean, such, such a thing could never exist. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, July 10th, 20... 20- Oh one. <laughs> Twenty oh one. Twenty oh one. Now, uh i I've got a piece of news. I don't think it was a launch title. I think I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a launch title, man. I'm sorry, buddy. No problem. <laughs> I got another piece of news, Rob. What did you want to say? Uh so hey, the PSP's been doing well in Japan. Uh, okay. Part. I wasn't actually gonna talk about that, but go Oh ahead. god. Uh, <laughs> so the reason uh, I, I can explain, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can explain it. I can I can explain this to you. So uh, uh PlayStation Podcast derailed audience. Um I am a fan of the anime uh Orino Imoto no Kawaiina. God fucking um, damn it, Rob! Which uh, my little sister can't possibly be this cute. You can't apologize for yourself. You can't be like, I'm so sorry. My cell phone has gone off, but I'm keeping it on. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I keep keep trying to put it on silent, but my phone doesn't want to. uh, Now, my my ears are. My apologies. Anyway, so uh, my little sister. (laughs) 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 My keen ears are telling me that that was the Guile theme? Guile theme song? No, No, it was uh, from Hokuto no Ken. It's. uh, it's like the theme tune that they use when Ken is about to do the um, uh, Hakulets Ken, his uh, 100 fist crack fist of the North Star, where people explode and he goes, Oh my, we're more Shindel. It's 
speaking um, of crack fist, I'm on some crack rock. Now, yep. what were you saying? So, yeah, sorry, the PSP charts. Um, uh, so, like, we got a Persona 2, Eternal Punishment, doing quite well, 25,000 units. Uh, Brothers Conflict. I know where this is going. <laughs> but number one is uh, My Little Sister Can't Possibly Be This Cute Portable, Can't Possibly Continue. Now, um, <laughs> the name of this game isn't actually as bad as it sounds. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, the, uh, in the Japanese fandom, it's called Ore Imo. Um, it's a, a basically a manga and anime about a guy who finds out that his sister is like some gigantic otaku. Um, and it's kind of like a parody of otaku culture. And she's like the most popular girl in school. She's like a model. Um, and uh, she kind of confides in him. And ha- and he helps her kind of find, you know, otaku friends in Akihabara, including some like six foot Amazonian Japanese babe who is uh, like dressed up like an 80s otaku with like thick rim glasses and pa- final shirt. Um, now, these games are kind of. Uh, famous because there is always one ending where you get someone pregnant, including a 12-year-old girl in uh, this version, which is awful, but uh, it's it's basically, it's like a visual novel, which is like a Japanese kind of dating sim, but the reason it is like that is because uh, the uh, the main character, um, I can't remember her name now, for some reason, uh, she's kind of all into visual novels where you can uh, have a little sister type. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's a little explanation of Ori Okay, and hold well, on, that, one more click. There was me, there was and me it's officially it, pre-ordered. Yep. Uh, <laughs> there was me worried it was an underage incest simulator. No, not, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> underage uh, incest simulator. That's awesome. but yeah, like in, in the first one, you run away with um, uh, your sister's best friend, and she's pregnant. Uh, and in this one, you have lolly sex so. all right all right all right rob knows too much about this <laughs> yep. next thing uh shadow of the colossus film has a director guess Woo! what guys josh trank uh signed yeah. with sony pictures to develop and direct the film who's josh trank uh he did chronicle chronicle okay i haven't watched chronicle how was it good? actually quite good yeah okay okay uh he, he is also developing fantastic four for fox and the spider-man spin-off venom for sony pictures um, he's a fan of Shadow of the Classes, apparently. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't think this should happen. But then again, so wasn't um? Oh, I can't even bloody remember his Guillermo name. Guillermo del Toro. No, no, the guy who was going to direct the Uncharted movie before they moved on to someone else. He was apparently a fan, so much a fan, he decided to base the game around a family of antique oh, yeah, fortune, yeah. fortune hunters, <laughs> with Drake being accompanied by his um, uncle, Robert De Niro, and a couple of other yeah, guys. Yeah, and Joe Pesci <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, Joe yeah. Pesci, yeah. Yeah, old man. Um, yeah, forget about that. So Shadow of the Colossus movie. Uh, Rob, you want to see that come to fruition? Uh, sure, why not? Uh, That'll be a thing. I don't know. I do think it'll come out before or after The Last Guardian. <laughs> Everything will come out before The Last uh, Guardian. No, honestly, like picture this. Picture this in your head. We all love Shadow of the Colossus. Get get your like gamer love out of the way and actually think about it. Uh, it's going to be fucking as... awful. What the hell do you think? No, exactly. No, think <laughs> about it. Like, what the, like we were so into that we were so into that game because it, it it breaks a lot of the rules that games have put forth like you start you don't know why the fuck you're there you don't know what the fuck you're doing um there's really no backstory you kind of have the to Bioshock thing of hey so, you're told to do this thing but yeah. you don't really question why and you're not yeah. even told like i mean is this whole movie gonna happen and and nobody speaks except for some god that's like Muscalipo. like I don't know. It, it won't be the same. So automatically, right there, it'll piss the shit out of people because Wander will just be like, "Yap, yap, 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 yap," talking to his horse. I know, like it, all movie, you know, like it, it'll piss off fans, and it doesn't need to happen. We we love it. We love Shadow of the Colossus. It, I just hope this movie never happens. Uh, any any adaptive work pisses off fans. Uh, yeah. Well, so you mean it's gonna happen? 
I don't know, like, I'm sure we've spoken about this before, but the Silent Hill uh, movie didn't piss me off at all. Uh, uh, Sean, Bean, it? Sean, Sean Bean is instant gold. Yeah, it wasn't bad, actually. Speaking of that, there's a new one coming out, isn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah, Revelation, yeah. Revelation 3D. Uh, Man, did you hear about the, the, I guess, the director from the original mm-hmm. one uh, ended up murdering someone around Halloween a few years back? Oh, I Shit. did hear something about that. What? Yeah. what Christoph Gunn's? No, wait, it, was, it was either the director or the writer. I don't remember which one. I think probably the writer. Um, but yeah. What? Shit, man. No, I didn't, didn't know about that. Christ. <laughs> no, wonder it was, no, wonder was, no wonder he wasn't on board for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Uh, that's hardcore. Yeah, I'm um, gonna have to look that up after. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last piece of Sony news. Uh, not some PS1 game is coming to uh, PS Store this summer. I don't okay. know. I'm not sure if you guys have. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's been podcast. The real take it easy, guys. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever played Tomba. I've heard of it. I've played it. Before. Oh, Tomba was awesome. Um, yeah. So Sony's working with Monkey Paw, who has. Uh, brought other uh ps1 games usually they they focus on bringing monkey paw usually focuses on bringing the japanese games to the playstation store uh but yeah they got the license for tomba and they're trying to get the license for tomba 2 but tomba 1 has to sell a lot uh, you guys really haven't played um tomba rob no man no mr I've, I've never even heard of it jesus no, me either. I definitely i definitely heard of it don definitely i know that it was quite well regarded back in its day holy crap uh this game was mba uh, T-O-M-B-A exclamation mark it was made by oh it's a Playstation game that's probably why I never played it yeah, yeah PS1 it was made by uh, the one of the guys that created Mega Man and another awesome game I can't remember uh, another cat uh, game it was yeah Tokoro Fujiwara Fuji. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he has made whoa lots of fucking games um, yeah some Mega Man games he worked on Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers 2 uh, oh <laughs> Bonnet Commander Rearmed, he worked on a bit as well. Disney's Aladdin, like fucking win. That game that was, was awesome. Me- what a fantastic Mega Drive game. Yeah, that was great, nice. wasn't it? That was brilliant. Oh yeah. Back so, in the yeah. day when kids' games were good. <laughs> yeah, believe yeah. me, believe me, Tombo was a good game. Oh, he also worked on DuckTales, the fantastic. Uh, oh god. Oh <laughs> DuckTales, man, that was awesome. Mike, did you just get excited for Tombo? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good. Indirectly, game. maybe. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's a good game though. Like I'm telling you, like your opinion is null and void now. Like whatever you think of it is just my, I'm my opinion is now yours. Okay. I just you just got told. Am I fired? By the way. Yeah. Oh damn it! All right. <laughs> now, let me just finish the podcast. Um, so uh, rumors for E3 2012, you guys. First, we'll start off with this one, and then we'll get into what will probably be the topic of uh, this week's episode, judging by how uh, our podcasts usually go. But Castlevania: Lords of Shadow 2 has been teased, kind of. Mike, you want to talk about this? Yeah, they, uh, Konami opened a um, special teaser site. Um, I think it's got something like, oh, what, what was the text in it? The Dragon Returns or something like that? Yeah. Have, you got, have you got the article in front of you? Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's something like that. It's www.thedragonreturns.com or something like that. Anyway, bottom line is it's got some gothic architecture on it, and it says uh, the, uh, the date uh, may be 31st, which is coincidentally uh, uh, Konami's uh, pre-E3 press conference. But more interestingly, the... Um, uh, the code of the um, address has got uh, C-L-O-S in it, uh, Castlevania Laws of, Laws of Shadow. So it's pretty much looking likely we're going to get a sequel. And apart from that, we've also heard uh, through the grapevine that a sequel is in development as well as a new 3DS game. Uh, I can't remember the subtitle of that, but it's, um, yeah, um, it's, it's coming. Put it that way. You know what else we heard through a grapevine, Mike? Uh, what? What do we hear, Don? 
Well, apparently, someone has told someone at PSU something about <laughs> Dead Space 3. Uh, and what did that someone say? Well, basically, here's what's happening. EA is planning to explode their press conference or just their booth with Dead Space 3. Uh, apparently, Dead Space 3 will not only be unveiled at E3 2012, but it'll be E3's prime offering. Uh, sorry, EA's uh, prime offering. <clears throat> here's what we know. Uh, the game will, in fact, uh, be set in that, you know, that, that blizzard or that ice planet leak that happened. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the game will, in fact, be set on an ice planet. Uh, uh, I'll go a little bit more in depth than I did on my news story here. But okay. um, you start off at a crash site. So I think Isaac crashes onto an ice planet. And then he hears... So Isaac is in the game, and that's confirmed. Isaac Clark, yeah, in the game. Yeah. Um, Death Space 3, Lost Planet. Dead Space 3, Lost Planet. So I believe Isaac is approaching the the planet because of a distress call from a uh, girl, which I'm assuming is uh, Ellie, what's her name, Ellie Langford. Um, yeah. So he goes towards the planet, crashes because of severe weather conditions, and then you make your way from a crash site to a tent. Mm, what's it called? A tent city? Tent, tent something. Tent something. Literally tents in the name of like the refuge. So, uh, before, But from the crash site to the tent place... <laughs> Isaac is uh, wandering through a blizzard fighting enemies uh, but you can't really see anything because you're in a blizzard which I think is really cool uh, it's a, definitely cool. a big change of pace from uh, Dead Space yeah. 1 and 2 um, yeah you end up uh, trying to search for this female character and meeting up with her um, so yeah EA apparently uh, trying to wow audiences with this I presume the enemies are necromorphs I don't know I don't know quote unquote oh, okay. Uh, this is quote unquote awesome or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember what triple or triple A awesome is what they're going for. I thought, I thought two was triple A awesome. Like <laughs> I don't know. No, those, yeah, those they, really always, they always said that um, it's you know as early as last year, just after two came out, they always said that the series they don't think is going to achieve kind of like the uh, four or five million sales mark until the third game. So it sounds like they're, they this is going to have long legs dead space we're going to be seeing quite a few of these it's going to be like their own resident evil or whatever now if uh rumors are true and so far they are about you know i mean this is let's just clarify this is a psu scoop this is news that we're reporting it's not the biggest uh you know surprise that dead space 3 is going to be at e3 but uh we have pretty much not confirmed but we're, we're pointing to the fact that this ice planet stuff is true and that the demo will see isaac you know we're, we're saying specifically what will happen in the demo now if uh these rumors have come out what last year? Well, is that the first time we heard about Dead Space Three? Was yeah, for no, sure, last heard, year. Yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah. The ice stuff was last year, like summer or something. Okay. Well, now if those rumors are true, there were also rumors about Dead Space Three focusing heavily on multiplayer, and that it would be most probably a first-person shooter. Do you think that's true? I no. hope not. No, God, uh, no. it's not going to be a first-person shooter. Um, for that. <laughs> no, it's not going to. But I don't know about the multiplayer component. I'm not sure if you know that 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 was totally left out from whoever said something to whoever at PSU.com. Uh, mm. I, I heard co-op was on the cards last time I um, read about multiplayer. Co-op. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think I think co-op would take a lot uh, a lot away from the single player experience. Yeah, man. and they had they had competitive in two, so I don't know why they would wouldn't put it in three. So. Yeah, but not many people played it from what I heard to be multiplayer. 
and it wasn't very popular from what i understand I'm not saying it wasn't yeah. good i just read it wasn't very popular that's all oh speaking oh, yeah, of multiplayer sure. that i thought yeah. wouldn't be very good which ended up being very good uh surprised me a lot in brotherhood rob i have finished assassin's creed revelations and i have yet to play the multiplayer and i know that you are a fan so maybe we can jump in one day yes yes the, the multiplayer revelations is great i haven't some finished the single player revelations I, I do plan to do that at some point yeah i really want to try that out one day i really do the modern the multiplayer is just really great because um I mean, like, have you ever played it in two and you're like, eh, it's cool, and like, I me, mean, you thought, oh, you know, it'd be better if this and this or that happened, and basically Revelations multiplayer, like, fixes all the problems and worries you might have had with, like, you know, uh, the Brotherhood multiplayer, See, and uh, all the game modes are fantastic. So. I really want to play, but the thing is, I'm kind of waiting for a friend to play with, because I'm scared that by now everybody is, like, super high level and really skilled at it. <clears throat> uh, you do tr- uh, tend to get, um, <clears throat> you know, like most games, you get quick match with people of your similar level, but if I'm playing with you... I'm like prestige level one or two now, so okay. like you'll, you'll get me with that. Um, and you don't level faster either from that, but you know it, I, it's it's fun. You know, it's I fun. don't understand how do you level in Assassin's Creed? I mean, surely surely all you do is just hide and kill someone. How does being a high level matter? Do you get like new weapons or something? You get new weapons and skills. Like there are perks. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can um, like you know you can buy a lot of like um, titles and emblem and aesthetic stuff. But um, oh, right, top, yeah, yeah. and uh, you can also modify your is how the skills work. So like my my poison, um, like uh, you you got like six like you got three things you can change of it, and both of those can be there's like two levels in each of them. But you only have like two skill points per ability, and that's it throughout the entire multiplayer. Um, and and like it costs you like loads of money to kind of modify them, but then you know that it sticks. So basically, my my poison normally the poison lasts for I guess you know three and a half seconds something like that. And I've put in two points into it, and it now lasts like two point four seconds. And you know that doesn't oh, sound right. like much, but um, where if they're poisoned, other people can kill them. So like yeah. when I was getting you know three or four, three point five or four second poisons, you know I'd regularly get poached. Now I poison now I poison people and they just die. Uh, yeah. Anyone poaching yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can Sweet, get stuff man. where your smoke bomb's got a wider area of effect, and that oh, can yeah, confuse yeah. some people because you know, some people will obviously kind of be wary that you might throw down a smoke bomb where you might have a trip a trip wire there. But if it's slightly further out, you know, they'll trigger it and, like, get done, and then you can slap them and run away. Um, and you know, that's just one of the things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it's it's, it's fun. I mean, uh, good, all, they've got this fantastic capture the flag mode where, you, um, because, like, you, you can create builds to use, like, you know, MMO-style builds. And so I've got this, like, completely awesome, like, trolling, which I call, like, tower defense build. Um and uh, like I'll, I'll air mine. I, I'm always like hidden somewhere in the vicinity of my flag, and, yeah. usually, and usually like one of my friends is like a spotter, and he'll like stay on the rooftops and uh, say, "Oh, hey, there's a dude." And if like he targets them, I, I get the target reticle above them, like that he has, so I, I know what he's doing. Uh, and so I'll tend to stalk them and just kill them before they can get anywhere close to the thing. You'll just be there when they take it. So basically, TLDR, Assassin's Creed Revelations is good. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to play the multiplayer. Maybe all three of us can jump on, and I can. Yes. Jump on yeah, each other. I, I need to get into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, okay, so anything else? No, that's all for news. Now, news is over. Let's head to... Mm, we could do what we've been playing. Joseph, I'll let you decide, brother. Uh, can, I, can, we... I, can I sing my jingle for it first? Uh... Sing. Go. What you've been playing. <laughs> can someone freestyle I say, say what? What you've been playing. Jesus, guys, fuck you, man. What is this? No cooperation here. I thought Rob I'm was gonna. Starting. I'm totally going to go in after you release the podcast and clip that uh, audio set, uh, snip it out. It'll, it'll be the, 
be our intro music for what we've been playing from Just now on. Looped? Uh, yeah, for like five minutes. <laughs> what have like, you playing, baby? For 52 minutes. <laughs> Tell me what you've been playing. <laughs> baby. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess we're doing what we've been playing. Uh, Rob and I will uh, save our what we've been playing for after since it has nothing to do with PlayStation yet. Um, Give it his mind, but... <laughs> all right, then, uh, Joseph Fate. Yeah, you want right, to kick off uh, Yeah, I've been playing Max Payne 3. Uh, I started that today. Probably... Has that been your fate as of late, Joseph? <laughs> fate! Sorry, Max Payne 3, go on. Uh, uh, Mike, I, I uh, request that Don be fired for this right now. <laughs> I second that. Yep, third. Um, oh, Jesus. Don, you're fired. <laughs> well, majority rule. Finish. I like this podcast. Um Nah, man. Uh, if you don't like any of the other Rockstar games, uh, you will not not really care for Max Payne 3. I think the story is super interesting. Uh, actually, you know what? The story is kind of dull. Uh, the exposition uh, with uh, Max's internal dialogue is actually is super interesting, which is kind of weird because I'm not digging the story. But okay. I dig uh, Max Payne. I dig his character quite a bit. Sure, sure. That's awesome. Uh, let's just, before we continue what we've been playing, Joseph Bromeo, uh, let's just... Do the recent reviews for PSU.com. We kind of forgot to do this, and the re- only reason I'm doing this is because Max Payne, Joseph's, uh, you know, game of the week or whatever. Uh, this, uh, my my opinion uh, does not reflect the review of PSU. No, well, whatever. It's still important to us, but I just want to say that our own Stephen Williams. Okay, hold on. Yo, Steve, you want to read your review? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, mate, I don't. <laughs> Jesus, was that Jamaican, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm Jamaican, Steve, innit? <laughs> so, <clears throat> guys. I gave Max Payne 3 a 9.5. Uh, like I said before, it's one of the, he's one of the best. No, I wasn't talking. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this is what I think. Max Payne is one of the best video game characters of all time, and Max Payne 3 is one of the best shooters. I like the unique storytelling from Rockstar uh, with starting, startling production values. Uh, he's a believable lead character, and he drives you right into the action. Exciting, challenging shootouts. Hold on. All right, Steve, that's annoying. Exciting challenges <laughs> shootouts across some gloriously detailed environments, and he disliked uh, bullet time sequences are sometimes a hindrance rather than a help due to questionable hit uh, detection. Joseph, what do you think about that bullet time sequences? Uh, actually, bullet, bullet time sequences is that game's only saving grace. I agree. Uh, I'm surprised that Steven didn't like it. When I played it at PAX, I thought that they were really bringing bullet time back. Um, it's awesome. Bullet uh, time. Max Payne. So, yeah. Um... Stephen Williamson, nine point five. Joseph Faith, three point five. Uh, it, it it's probably like a, probably down. like a six point five in my book. Okay, that's Joseph, what what's like the the stand gameplay like? You know, just like the shooting mechanics. Is that? I mean, I mean if you if you've played uh, Grand Theft Auto Four or Red Dead, then the, the shooting yeah. is exactly the same. They're a little bit more generous with the auto aim. I think um, you can All pull right. you can pull left trigger and it'll automatically snap to the to a dude if he's close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Kind, yeah. So. A lot of it is just uh, bullet timing, uh, left trigger to snap in, and then right trigger to shoot. Um, I, I really don't think the mechanics translate well. Um, but if, if you enjoyed Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead, then you'll feel uh, right at home here. Okay. Well, I've only ever played one GTA, so they not really apply to me, I guess. <laughs> right. Now, speaking of Joseph Fate and reviews, uh, Joseph, <laughs> you also recently reviewed the Nyko Raven. Yeah, uh, you gave Max Payne a, sorry, bro. You gave Max Payne a, a six point five, and you gave the Raven a six point oh. Do you yeah, want to go uh, over your likes and dislikes? 
Yeah, go for it. Sure. You said that uh, Nyko has produced a controller that feels great in the hand, uh, but could use work elsewhere. You like the build quality, the material, the ergonomica, and you disliked that the buttons feel iffy, the dead sticks, sorry, the dead zone in the sticks, and the uh, <laughs> dead sticks, and USB dongle. What's wrong with the dongle? I um, mean, if for, I have a slim, uh, one of the slim PS3s that has uh, two USB ports. Mm-hmm, I understand, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's taking up precious real estate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you did like the build quality. Yeah, the thing, it feels super solid. Um, if you're one of the people who feels like they could snap a dual shock in half okay. uh, between your biceps, like Mike, uh, then... <laughs> just, it's not between his biceps, it's just between his fingers. As he, as yeah, he, just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Nails. Yeah, then uh, this controller is for you. Or if you if you like the, the 360-style uh, lopsided analog sticks, then go for it. Uh, if I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, if you need precision uh, in your gameplay, then this is not the not the controller for you. The buttons don't always feel like they are uh, executing when you press them, and the sticks have a decent uh, dead zone. So if you move any of the sticks in a direction, it takes uh, a lot more movement to get it to happen. Uh, anything to happen on screen. And you like you said you like the material. Now when I look at this, it looks super matte. Um, no, is- not 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 so much like the finish on it, but more like. Okay, so it's super weird, and the fact that it's it feels really sturdy in your hand, but it's also has like a the material's also kind of soft. Oh, uh, it's a bit like the soft plastic on a HTC phone. Yeah, totally. Okay. Which, by the way, I now have. I upgraded from a Galaxy S one uh, to a HTC Evo 3D. Now, um, I'm not I sure that's an upgrade. So uh, no, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the Galaxy. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, this phone's way stronger. Oh uh, yeah, I guess the Evo is more powerful. Than the Samsung yeah, it is. It is. Sorry, that's what I meant. My, my uh, tech journalism coming through here. Uh, continue. Um, yeah. I'm definitely still a fan mm-hmm. of the Galaxy S. Uh, I, I can't wait to get the three, um, but whatever. So hey, hey, also my magazine reviews Android phones. Just have a while. There we go. <clears throat> Booyah! Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, good review, bro. Uh, would you recommend it? Yes or no? I gave it over 5.0, so yeah, I, I would say. I mean, those are the two caveats. If you if you like the 360 South thumbsticks, and if you think you need a controller that's a little bit bigger, then go for it. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> and now, uh, now Joe, oh, you were saying on Twitter that you uh, preferred reviewing tech than uh, games. What, what 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 kind of do you feel is better about reviewing tech? Uh, okay, that's not a phone call. Uh, I th- I think the tech is just a lot more fun. It's easier for me to be objective on because yeah. I think. That everyone has the same experience with tech, regardless. Yeah, because uh, it, it, especially mm. if it's a physically physical thing, it's got bad build quality, it's got bad build quality for everyone else. If you yeah, exactly. if you if you think that hey, oh, Max Payne's a bad character or a good character, that could be a lot more subjective. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice you know what? I want to start reviewing. I fucking came across this site called like Food Debt or something. Uh, I want to start reviewing food. I, yeah, I, dude, dude. I legit, I legit read a review of a new Taco Bell. Um, type of rap thing and i was like holy oh it was shit. Just, it's the um doritos wraps not that it was um i don't remember what it is it wasn't doritos wrap um something about like a beef something but anyway uh and i was reading and like the guy went super in depth you know just how we go <laughs> into games like he's yes. talking about food but it seems so easy he's like um Okay, so there's an aftertaste uh, that's kind of creamy, and then when you get to the end, it's mostly going to be tortilla, and you'd be lucky to find like some uh, bits of beef in your last few bites. But the tortilla is kind of like refreshing. Ah, and I was just like, I could do this like every day. This is so easy. <laughs> I- so, so uh, when I went um, viewing flats today in Bournemouth, uh, I went to my very favorite coffee shop in the world, which sells like real coffee, like in England. 
It's difficult to get real coffee. So uh, I've got a bit of a coffee review here, Don, uh, of uh, Hasbeen's Jailbreak Espresso. It's uh, a very smooth, smooth first sip, and uh, as you get to the bottom of the cup of your double, uh, you get the, the full, strong, fruity flavour of the Hasbeen Jailbreaker, a wonderful, rich blend of espresso beans. So Stephen Williamson also reviewed Tom Clancy's Gold Streak on Future Soldier. He gave it an 8.0 on 10. He said that it's not the most engaging of campaigns, but it makes up for a, makes up for it with a slick co-op play and brilliant multiplayer mode. He liked the co-op. Uh, it's challenging and trying to ace campaign levels is very, very fun. He liked the level design in both single player and multiplayer. Uh, he loved that there was a crazy amount of customization in the gunsmith. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He disliked the unpredictable nature of battles. And he also disliked no standout moments in the campaign. And we hated seeing yet another uh, predictable on-rails chopper ride. Uh, also, like I said... Oh, that's, that's the Ghost Recon staple, though. So. Right, right. And also, Sorcery, he reviewed 6.0. He said, uh, moves kill a titan or isn't, but there's some fun to be had uh, out of I'll the spell use my lightning. and potion mixing. Yeah, and he liked the decent storytelling and great animation. Potion mixing is cool and where the move works the best. Uh, combining spells create some eye-catching visual effects. He disliked the camera shifts. He disliked the picks-up movements of moving consistently. Okay, so apparently it doesn't uh, really uh, work one-to-one. And uh, he also disliked the auto-locking on enemies, uh, places restraints on your spell casting. Now, there's also one more review from Adam Dolge, Gravity Rush on the PlayStation Vita, which I think is uh, PlayStation Vita's prime offering this year. Yeah. Would anybody else disagree? Nope. No, I think like Gravity Rush is definitely like you know that Vita title. I don't know if it's gonna move systems, but uh, everybody seems to be really liking it. Adam Dolge, it's, just, it's it a, a great game for the core. Yeah, Adam Dolge gave it an eight point five. Nice. Uh, he said that Gravity Rush is a mind-bending experience and a great addition to the PlayStation Vita library. Uh, navigating an open world with a handheld platform has never been so much fun. That's kind of Australian. That's exactly how Adam Dolge speaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Matt Rasp said that I like the. How does Matt Rasp talk? <laughs> My wife was like this. Ah, you fucking cunt. Uh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> we don't have Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> I want Matt Rass back on the podcast. Um, he, uh, he liked the wild gravity-defying navigation, the great use of Vita features, uh, beautiful presentation, lovable protagonist. We, he disliked the dull ground combat, and targeting while in midair is... Uh, no, sorry. Targeting while in air is mildly frustrating. The city feels a bit empty at times as well. 8.5, though, definitely pick it up if you have a PlayStation Vita and or like drugs. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that is our derailed segment on reviews. So you were saying, Joseph, about Max Payne? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I totally forgot where I left That's off. That's okay. What else? Anything else you've been playing? Uh, I, I played uh, watching Men in Black 3, the movie. Uh, that movie's pretty good. That's a good game. Really? Is it? I mean, yeah. If I, I think uh, Wait, it is... Men in Black 3. Oh, the third. The thrice. Oh, I haven't watched it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. It's Isn't pretty good. It's like the most expensive movie to make of all time, something stupid like that. What? I, I mean, I don't think so. Okay. But but if you like Men in Black, you will you will like 3. Ew. Know. Hey, uh, why do you hate Will Smith? <laughs> um, you I know saw... what, Don? Don, I like my men like I like my coffee. Freshly ground to a nice... And awesome. black! <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Mike, what have you been playing, bro? Um, I still wouldn't go for Mario Galaxy 2, man. Um, in the process of trying to get all 242 stars. Good I regret luck. that. Good yeah, luck. I, you yeah, I regret machine. It. Yeah, no, I'm still at it. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, because you, you basically get 120 uh, uh, regular power stars, and then you have to go and collect, the, uh, collect some uh, the green stars. I've done all that, and the last two stars are on the, um, I think it's uh, Grandmaster Galaxy or something, and it's 
basically the ultimate, you know, it's basically a, a, a level which is gives you all sorts of different challenges. You've got like Yoshi, you have to navigate um, navigate through the air using these little things you hook on with his tongue. Then you have like to, you have to ride this cloud through a field of electricity and blah, blah, blah. It's all these different kind of stages based on various challenges you've done. And the, uh, the final star is, um, it's bad enough you've got to do that, but the final star is a comet challenge and you have to do it with only one life and there are no checkpoints. And let me just say, uh, yeah, like that. But, yeah. That is hard. I mean, I had 33 lives when I started that the other day, and I lost them all to that level. <laughs> so, yeah, that should tell you how hard it is. But, yeah, I I didn't actually complete this challenge on the first one. I only, I, I don't know, I think I only got 70 stars or something like that. And I thought, no, I'm going to do a complete run on number two. And I did. Uh, I'm trying to do that, and I'm determined to see it through. I've actually, um, if anything dying that much has at least let me get used to the um uh strategy of going through each of those levels so i've kind of like mastered every single segment apart from the final one which is basically you're, you have to jump over these platforms and it's populated by hammer brothers so it's really difficult to time your jumps because as you do that they might chuck chuck a hammer at you, hammer at you and knock you out of the air and you only get one hit anyway so you're dead regardless even if you manage to like now, get away before you go too deep into it, Mike, I have a question. You said before that you had yeah. uh, 32 lives or something? Yeah, when now, I started, yeah. What's weird to me is how does this game still have lives? How does it implement lives? Because you die and then you have a life. But <laughs> where do you, yeah. what, you die and then you start from the beginning of the level? The checkpoint. Okay, the checkpoint, but you said it has no checkpoints. Only on this yeah, level. Yeah, this specific level has no, um, or galaxy it's called it, it has no checkpoints. So if you die, you've got to start all over again. Obviously, so why would you, you lose a life? Because I died. <laughs> you lose a life regardless of if you started a checkpoint or not? Yeah, no, it's if, yeah. If, if you die, you start back at the checkpoint, but there are no checkpoints in, it's in the this, so if you die, you, Yeah, if you die, you have to start from the beginning of the um, stage again. And if you lose all your lives? You, you just get game over, so it doesn't really yeah, matter game. so much with the Grandmaster Galaxy, but it does yeah, matter yeah. for the other levels. Okay. Yeah. Because right. right. it's you know it's like you know with Mario you get the one up mushrooms and stuff like that. I managed to collect yeah. a load of them from grinding, getting all these star bits. Because to unlock this challenge, you have to get nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine star bits, and you get a lot of lives from getting those. And the level that I used to grind on that, there's an extra life like right at the beginning. So I just kept. So obviously I done it about that was a, must have been about twenty seven times because I think I started off with like five or six lives. So I just I grinded up grinded up that got all the lives. Start well with star bits. Started with 33 lives or whatever on this challenge, and I kept dying and dying and dying until I got game over. Then, but the thing is, all you do then is you you just start again with five lives and go back to the level and start again. So you don't really you don't really lose anything. That might be only yeah. You just got to go through a couple of menus and then start again. But yeah, um, hopefully by the time we do the next podcast, I would have finished that. But I hope so. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I do love that game. I mean, Rob, I know you've played them. Do you, do you like the Mario Galaxy games? Oh, the Mario Galaxy games are just one of the best series they of the yeah. oh, Wii even. Um, <laughs> I wish. And, uh, I'm looking forward to plugging oh. in uh, HDMI cable to my Wii U and playing it through that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, it, they, are, they are amazing games. Yeah, I, I can't wait to... Um, See what they're gonna do for the Wii U, but yeah, Did pretty. Did you guys case. just say that you're excited to? Wait, you're you're gonna buy a Wii U? Yeah, my game. Oh, straight away. I mean, I want to see what they do with Mario first, because the early Mario mm-hmm. game they've shown is like the the uh, Mario, new Mario Brothers, which has got Mii's in it. I want to see a fully fledged like 3D Mario game, but you know. Are you a games journalist, Rob? Um, I will be again, probably. Are, are Rob? Hello. Hi. Uh, so, like I was gonna say, like I mean, I like the way Rayman did it. Um, 
Raymond Origins. I mean, it feels really modern and it just feels easy and simple. Not not easy. That game's still crazy hard. Um, but I don't know. I the, the whole thing about lives is. No. I mean, there are a lot of platformers that you know just don't have lives, and I mean, right. it doesn't really. Yeah, I was going to so say much. this whole thing with lives. I mean, sure, <laughs> I was talking. The way you made me, it made me feel like I was talking Greek or something. Do do <laughs> platforms not have lives these days? At all? Uh, no, no, like Super oh. Meat Boy and like Rayman and Braid and Fairs and stuff. Just don't. They kind of just like give you infinite lives sort of thing. Lives, such an antiquated system. Like what is? It's just. I mean, it, I mean, lives are sort of like. You know, a hole over from the days of pumping quarters into arcade yeah, exactly. machines. Um, exactly. but it, it work. It works in the Mario world, though. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work so much with the Grandmaster Galaxy. But by that point, it's not really about keeping yeah. your lives or stay so, or like you know, game overs or what well, have you. The idea of lives to me is well, you know, you got to be. You know, if you screw up, you got to be. You know, you got to pay the price for it. I mean, how do you like screw well, if you screw up in these games? What happens? Do you just like? No, but from, I mean, uh, even in Mario, your, dude, well, your what? magical princess friends saves you from your fall and then you get sent back to the platform beforehand like new super wow. mario brothers did that have lives i doubt yeah. it did it did yeah yeah man yeah it plays just literally they play just like the you know mario one sonic generations had lives yeah you lives know, mario, are stupid yeah. i'm taking this, the lives <laughs> in a platformer is just stupid Mike. yeah i mean I, I think that they can be done away with to a degree um but the japanese just don't do that Don, did What's you play were there the lives mario in mario games the which games did you play any of the old mario games at all on the nes yeah, for sure. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, I was just checking. It was just like the whole thing about lives, man. You know how they work. No, but that's like lives, game over, you know, like, oh, great. Uh, but now, I mean, it's not like a game's ever going to be like, yo, fuck you, no more. <laughs> like, now there's autosaving <laughs> and shit. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. There's just no room for yeah, lives. Yeah, if, if I did that with Mario, it would be too easy. That's the thing. It would be way too easy. Yeah, but you but... could still have a, a platformer be hard. I mean, like Little Big Planet doesn't really have lives, but there's that checkpoint system. You die the same as Rayman. When you when you run out of lives at the checkpoint, you have to restart at the beginning. Oh yeah, the the checkpoints have that's a better way of doing it. Uh, the checkpoints well, have like charges. Yeah. Well, obviously, I need to play some new platformers, but yeah, Mario Galaxy Two, awesome game. And the next <laughs> game I'm going to be starting, I'm pleased to say, is Resistance Burning Sky to the Vita, which I will be reviewing for hold PSU. On. So hold on, I'm what? offended. You're like, Don, have you played... First of all, you're like, Don, have you played those old Mario games as if they're hot shit right now? You're like, have you have you even played Mario Brothers 3, man? Like, do you know what you're talking about when you, you know... Like, no. Like, oh, and I'm offended that you think I haven't played those games. What's the matter with you? <laughs> it's just the way you were talking about lives as if they were this alien concept, It's just man. stupid. Like, Crash Bandicoot 1 had lives and then you're done. And then Crash Bandicoot 2 is like, okay, yeah, you can, I mean, you can have lives, but really all that's going to happen is you're going to lose your checkpoint and you in your level like like you're talking about for um for galaxy but like like we just proved like rob said for that galaxy i don't know that overview galaxy thing like lives are useless for the level you're doing now and, and admittedly yeah it is like a challenge level it's, it's but, the last two of like 240 stars right though, right so. but yeah, like it's only plus one. there are a bunch of games and I, w- I would argue the best platformers mario galaxy aside best platformers nowadays don't have lives at all oh yeah sure not a system I mean, that exists right. Well, that's, that's I mean, a lot of Japanese platformers are going to keep it though because the Japanese are very traditional. So yeah, well, where's did, did Final the, Fantasy versus Thirteen? Did, <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> did the new uh, Rayman have lives? No. No. Okay. No. No. And that game was wicked. Mm. I played the demo of Rayman Origins. So I like that was cool. Oh yeah. Well, have you played the demo of fucking Omega Boost on PS One, Mike? <laughs> no, yeah, I that's what that. I thought. Jesus, holy shit! <laughs> Fuck, talking to me about missing fucking Mario. You missed Tomba. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, bud. Yeah. I'll Fuck. Be- what about jumping Jack Flash? <laughs> <laughs> jumping Flash. 
Jumping Flash, <laughs> the great game. Oh, By great game, I mean terrible game. Jumping Flash confirmed to be in Battle Royale. Yeah, <laughs> I lied. That's that's all the games I've been playing, man. So Resistance Burning Skies is next on my list, though, which is going to cool, be cool. Because yeah. it's going to be awesome. You can play that shitting. You could take a shit and play yeah. a first-person shooter. Or, or I could play it while I'm working out. Because, you know, I only need one arm to bench press. You can, ha- you can handle <laughs> a dual analog stick <laughs> shooter with one hand. It's Mike. Of course you can. It's oh, me. It's Mike. I, even with his fingers, just with his pecs, just flexing, <laughs> just playing it. Um, all right, Rob, let's get into it. What have we been playing? Are you ready? On three. One, two, three. Starcraft. Fez. Diablo 3. Diablo, Diablo, Diablo. Hey, can I talk about Fez for a minute? Shit. Fez is awesome. Has it been on a PlayStation platform? Uh, we, we talked about Super Mario Galaxy 2. I'm kidding. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so, I guess you guys, didn't re- I mean, yeah. Have you played it, Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. I mean, Fez, I mean, uh, for the PlayStation people out there, it's, you know, it's, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's uh, you know, the, the game that came out on Xbox Live Arcade recently, uh, kind of an indie puzzler platformer. Um, and it also made by the guy that made the oh yes Japanese game suck comment at uh, GDC. Mm. Everyone loved about Phil Fish. Um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of like starts off like this kind of quaint puzzle platformer. The kind of gimmick in this one is that you can rotate this, the game uh, ninety degrees on its angle, so it's like a cube, and it kind of changes pers- 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 uh, the perspective like an extra painting or you know, echochrome sort of thing, and uh, you can platform different ways. Um, but like uh, that's only like the first part of the game because then suddenly it becomes this incredibly deep like crypto uh, cryptography simulator and like you're uh figuring out uh, like an alphabet and a Those number codes. system and like just deciphering codes and all this crazy shit just to kind of get to the end of the game uh, I, I didn't finish it i heard it gets insane especially towards the end and then you finish yeah. it and you don't really finish it right and you, that's um yeah that's the one thing when one of my friends got really pissed off because like you finish it and that's it and it's like, oh okay and, like you get no nothing of like Oh hey, uh, Gomez, the main character, did this or that. Like, all all it really is is kind of like exploring this world and kind of understanding kind of like the ages that have happened and how they've kind of cycled through and how like you know the third dimension is considered in this world as like some kind of like uh, the, the gift from the gods and the different hierarchy of of, of the people and okay. you know it's just it's a ridiculous ridiculous game of ridiculousness and I mean yeah, and then you got this, the super hard challenges to do with the um, the heart pieces including the infamous black monolith which um someone brute forced the code for it so like we know how to solve the final puzzle of the black monolith but we don't know why that's the solution and um, that's always uh, fun yeah and people are like trying to kind of you know and people thought oh, it'd be easy now we've got the solution we can you know take it back from it but no one's figured out why basically um uh you get these treasure maps throughout the game one of them has like a series of uh uh, kind of like this code, which you, if you decipher, you can create this black monolith. Uh, and you kind of notice that <clears throat> the half the um, uh, uh, half this map has been burned off, and so the other half corresponds to, I guess, uh, solving the black monolith puzzle. But no one's been able to figure out why the specific code for it solves the puzzle. Um, which is I think this of... is a reference to 2001 in Space Odyssey. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is. I mean, there's plenty of like stuff like in the uh, solar references. Like you go down a pipe to get to the sewers, and it goes all like uh, Game Boy monochrome, okay. uh, which is like, you know Ma- Ma- a Mario thing. And there's like a glitch level. Oh, come, I so. wouldn't know, according to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, you missed. <laughs> played Mario Land on the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have, and I've even played Wario Land. Oh, War- uh, Mario Land Three, Wario Land, great game. Yeah. Um, well, that had lives. 
<laughs> Actually, Wario Land, um, uh, um, Wario Land Four uh, stopped with lives, but that's another story another day. Um, but uh, no, I mean it's just just like a really cool game, and uh, uh, like kind of just exploring and finding stuff out, and like the eureka moments when you realize you figured out the number system, and um, like to decipher um, the alphabet. There's like a certain place where you get this artifact, which says, "Oh, this has got the alphabet on it." But you just ignore that because there's like. All right, all right. I'm wrapping up. I'm giving you two more sentences on Fez. Game owns. Jesus, that's two I, I, words. I want a sentence as well. Go for it. Um, if if even if you don't have a 360, I think you should check out the soundtrack. Uh, the music is yeah. really really fantastic. If you like chip tunes. Yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, Start an online petition to bring it to PSN if you haven't played it. It's unfortunately it was um, published by Microsoft, so it might take a while to get over. Yeah. Okay, um, and by a while, uh, meaning that never. never. It might be on PC, which will probably be the best thing you do. And it's like really low. It's not a huge resource hog. Uh, it's just like poorly coded for the 360. Yeah. So you can hope for a Fez 2 not published by Microsoft, and then you might be able to play the Fez 1 comic. <laughs> the start has to. Uh, you can only. Hope. I, I, I went to the level. And I decided. Do I have to switch to the left plane or the right plane? <laughs> Did you solve the black monolith puzzle? Yes or no? Um, okay. Well, anyway, other yep. than that, Rob. I mean, I'm sure you, you and I. Have, well, I mean, I haven't actually seen you online. I, I don't know how that yep. BattleNet really. Uh, well, I don't think I've added you, so uh, it's probably no. Why. But doesn't BattleNet connect? Suck with... it, Dom. Dom. I said Don. Oh, because yeah, I haven't added you as a friend because I don't like you. No, well, I mean, doesn't BattleNet um, connect to your email address on your Facebook or whatever? I don't know. Uh, not that I know of. At least I haven't set that up, so I don't know. Is this Diablo but, 3, I'm guessing? Yes, Diablo 3, oh, right. the uh, PC, PC game which everyone, a lot of people like um, complaining about who haven't played it. They're like, oh, you just can't play it. And it's like, well, do you have it? No, but I hear everyone else can't play it. I'm like, well, no, you can play it. I've sunk about 15, 20 hours into it. Like, with random two or three hours after work since it's come out. Um, so, uh, no, also, no, this is me. Sorry, hell, I gone. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I finished hell. Dude, really? Yeah, I finished hell. I can't start Inferno because I'm not level 60 yet. Um, but that means I've finished the game three times. Wow. You know, oh, finished, nice. quote unquote. Uh, a lot of it was just. And it's got better each time. Yeah. Okay, well, here's my fucking thing about Diablo. Anyways, first of all, this. Yeah, that, and, that also, and also, um, Blizzard has made a few design choices. First, okay, I'm in love with the game. I'll just start yes, saying great. I'm in love, uh, super addicted to it. I knew I would be. But the thing is, uh, Blizzard has made quite a few design choices, which I'm like, what the fuck? At? Like, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Rob, what class are you playing? Barbarian. Okay, cool. Well, they nerfed uh, my class, the Demon Hunter, royally. So they took, they nerfed. They took that skill that made you invisible slash invincible. Yes. And half the, half the time you can use it. Half. It's not even half. It's like a, what a quarter. A, like All total. Right. When you when you when you add it in with the rune. But that's the thing is that they also nerfed uh, something for the wizard and two things for the wizard actually two skills and something a bug for the monk which made his healing be ridiculous. Which by the way, right, right now, as of today, as of Friday, May twenty fifth, the monk is the OP class right now. Uh, the yeah. monk can is the only class that in hell uh, acts two and on that can solo like. With, without a problem. Uh, no other class can do that. The Barbarian is uh, right behind them. But, you know, you, you think that, okay, those are the melee classes. For sure they can do something. But uh, w- what they did with the Demon Hunter right now is they took that skill. They took Smokescreen, uh, which was our only, like, we have Vault, 
we, and we have some other stuff to get away, like some caltrops and stuff like that. But a smokescreen was our only really like, okay, something's about to hit me. I use this and I can actually take it. I could survive. Every class has something like that. The, the freaking monk can just take everything at all times because his regeneration is so insane. And what they did with that is, you know, the day that I, that I learned how to use it, the day that I learned how to use, um, what's it called? Uh, Smokescreen, sorry. The day that I learned to use smokescreen, I was so happy. I'm like, wow, my, my, my demon hunter is super useful now. Uh, so I based my strategy around that. And then the day after, I get back in the game and, I, and I'm dying. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I just keep dying and dying. And then I was talking to people and I see a bunch of like other friends that I have uh, just complaining and saying how they're going to create new characters because the demon hunter is now useless. Uh, basically because uh, Blizzard issued a hotfix via the server. So it wasn't even a yeah. patch. These are, these are hotfixes. You don't even know that your character is changing, but they're the changing. The reason... They did this was because people were exploiting it to kind of run through Inferno without taking any damage. Oh, all. geez, really? Yeah, that's hardcore. I don't even see. I don't yeah, know, like. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, that's bad. But the thing is that I'm pissed off because that was the crux of my strategy. Like that yeah. was really like I built my Demon Hunter to like work with that. Now Diablo Three is good because you, you know you could just switch around all your skills. But yeah. Now the Demon Hunter has nothing to survive. He has, he can get away. He can dish out damage. But I would say he's the shittiest class. He has the lowest uh, resistances. Out of all classes, he has the lowest base resistances next yeah. to the Sorceress. But the Sorceress, you stack in, uh, intelligence, so all your resistances get uh, super buffed anyway. So Demon Hunter, no health, no resistance. Um, he just takes damage like a bitch, and he goes down <laughs> way too fast, so I'm sad. But he's still one of the highest damaging classes in the game. The monk, oh, yeah, yeah. Monk, super, super survivability, even more than the Barbarian, which is oh, a, yeah, bit, definitely. Just a bit weird, but whatever. Um <clears throat> Sorceress still dishes damage, uh, good damage, but she can survive very well with uh, Shadow... No, that diamond armor or whatever it's called. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good for her uh, to survive. Anyway, this is not a PlayStation game. Diablo is a PS- PC game, uh, which one day may come to PS3 in some... So, I mean, shape. the way they've changed it up with all the elective mode and the fact that you've got, like, yeah. six skills means you can easily map it to buttons and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah super uh, easily. Yeah, and uh, uh, if the sticks and what have you, and... The loot system slightly easier, and uh, you don't even have to keep clicking. You can just hold down, yep, and, like, which is nice. Your damage, um, a bit difficult when you're up close with as a barbarian, but otherwise, you know, it's quite good for the range classes. And just press shift and fire. True. Um, so I could easily see it kind of being mapped to a controller, and you know, the leveling up system is much easier. Like instead of like spending points and realizing when you're level twenty that you've done it wrong, it's just all about kind of like you know your um, armor giving you the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little bit weird. Like some of those design choices, like I was talking about, like. Um, yeah. It's no longer about how you build your stats. Like your damage is your stats are automatically auto distributed. Uh, yeah. So you level up and it's like okay, you're a barbarian, so you're you're gonna get three strength and two vitality and one yeah. everything else. Um, and how your damage, like your skills, are based completely off the damage of your weapon. Um, mm. just a little bit weird. I don't know. It it, it, it's, it reminds me a lot about Guild of Guild Wars, like how Guild Wars was more set up to be like you know here's your build you kind of you kind of build your character up depending on your skills yeah and like literally you know you don't you like you know you can completely respect yourself whenever you want to without having to pay right. anything yeah. which is nice and you know that's kind of the way i feel that kind of diablo's done it and the, the loot loss is a lot better just because of that because oh you know i'm looking for 43 strength uh yeah. armband it gives me half the armor but hey i gained that from the strength and and i like how so. at the bottom of the weapon you can see you know this it's going to give you plus uh, health this is what's going to give you protection damage yeah. you know that's nice uh, they simplify it in that way a little bit weird that let's say you're a sorceress or let's say you're a barbarian um, better example would be a sorceress or something a wizard sure. uh so you have a wand right and your wand does let's say 100 damage yep. so 
uh, it's not about like whacking the enemy and doing 100 damage. It's that your the flame or the ice that you'll shoot out will do damage based on your your wand strength. Yep. So it's kind of weird, but I, I, I'm used to it already. Now I do have a pick a bone to pick with uh, the drops. Uh, Rob, sure. how what level are you? Uh, 29. You, I, I guarantee you, you have not found the legendary. Yeah, I found three. Really? Yeah. That's quite incredible. Yes, in fact, I've already sold two on the auction house for like quite a lot of money. Uh, my whole time playing, I've only found four, and this is with a bunch of other people. Uh, See, um, I always have like magic gathering stuff on um, my my character, which I, I just by coincidence. And like on normal mode, I uh, you don't I guess need to kind of be really yeah, no you don't spec up. So, uh, but honestly, that makes two. no difference for a normal Rob. Seriously, that I can't believe that you got three. That that's. <laughs> fluke of the century because like people found out that i found four in different games like i've seen four drop in my games and people were like what the hell that's insane because i've been like with level 60s that haven't found one and this is this is what i'm pissed about is like blizzard's clearly holding that back like the the drops uh the chances right now are too messed up but it it goes like against what diablo is for me because you know you, you want those set items or those legendary items that you're like oh i want that and i want to pimp out my guy with that so i see like Every level 60 I see is rolling around with blues from Inferno yeah. and blues from Late Hell, um, which is just ugly, you know, because there's such nice things in the game. There are some crazy things in the game that are just not, they just aren't there. And people have been sinking some serious time into this stuff. And it's just like, blues, really? Like, yeah. See, what they've done is instead of having it where, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to farm Diablo or something like that. They want you to more take out kind of the elite groups with like the yellow name dudes. Yeah, yeah, um, which is nice. I, I, okay, that's okay. Yeah, um, but you know, uh, it, it maybe like it's kind of easy to farm that way because all, like, you know, it's kind of Blizzard think it's better because like you just you'll play through a chapter again, right. sort of thing, and get the. But I don't know. But this um, is the thing, like you said, you sold those uh, legendaries on the auction house. Yeah, because they weren't so. Because I got them at level fucking twenty. So exactly, but the thing is. Even, like, the ones I got, I, I haven't equipped a single legendary because every single one I found was, A, not for my class, or B, it just sucked. So yeah. this is what pisses me off, is even once one of the, one of those legendaries drop, you know, they're called legendaries, I've seen it, I saw a crossbow drop, and I'm a demon hunter, and I shat my pants, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, a, cro- a legendary crossbow, and I identify it, and the blue that I'm wearing is way yeah. better than it. And yeah. I'm like, wait, so this whole fucking crazy thing, all the buildup, that's the whole point about Diablo, is the loot whoring, you know, like, and you want those legendaries that's the end game that's what you want yeah. and, and i find it and the blue i'm wearing is better than i don't know man. yeah um that, that's kind of the weird things like you'll uh do stuff from the merchant like you'll um uh you know sorry not the merchant you'll uh, craft stuff with oh and i love that i love the crafting that's cool and then it's oh i've, I've crafted a yellow i'll uh, identify it and it's like, oh yes plus three vitality and it's like what why yeah exactly right i don't know um yeah. Anyway, Diablo 3 is a great game. Can you please add me? I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Uh, oh, I will do, uh, but there is a problem because you're play, probably playing on the North American servers and I'm I was just European thinking about servers. That. Okay, yeah. Um, but I, I am going to roll a character on the North American uh, servers because I do have friends in North America who play anyway. So, uh, wicked, yeah. wicked. Um, so, Diablo 3. Quickly, click, click, click. I'm in love. I mean, I've been waiting for that game for like a decade. And, 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 you know, because it's a Blizzard game, it will play. It will run on like low-level PCs. So, if you're like, sure. you know, just check, check the specs if you're interested in got like, you know, a, a laptop from the past two years, something like that. Yeah. Um, runs fantastically on my laptop. Admittedly, I have a really powerful laptop, but the thing is, uh, it still runs really well on uh, low end. See, see, one of the perks of working at my new job is I have a. Uh, I sit next to How It Works magazine, a very great magazine from Much Production. But they recently um, reviewed like a PC setup, and I managed to steal the or stole. Like they gave me the the case from it. Now my case has three fan levels on. Oh uh, yeah. 
Um, and so I keep it on uh, normal, normal fan level when I'm, when I'm just doing stuff like uh, podcasting with you guys on Skype. And then, of course, like, I put up to level two when I'm gaming. Of course, I've got to be serious. But but when we get to the boss, and when we get to the big groups, I put it into overdrive and level three fans. And that's how I get my extra FPS to beat the boss. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, Captain Price. Uh, anyway, um, sorry about that. Uh, Joseph, <laughs> have you played uh, Diablo? No, uh, I actually totally bought a copy, and then it won't run on my computer. So uh, cool. I think I think here within the next month or so, whenever Apple decides to refresh the the MacBook Airs, I'm gonna get one of those. Okay, cool. Uh, here's what happened to me: uh, three thirty in the morning, three three in the morning, uh, twelve. <laughs> 12 a.m. PDT, so 12 a.m. Pacific. That's Eastern, where I am at, East Coast Editor, you know. Uh, I waited up until 3 in the morning, launch day of Diablo, and I'm sure you guys have heard how disgusting that launch was, but here's what pisses me the fuck off. That it was released at midnight PST and not Eastern? That, I'm fine with that, whatever. I waited 10 fucking years, 12 years, <laughs> three more hours won't fucking bother me. Uh, I was chomping at the bit, though, but I had a few friends. We were on Skype, and we're all like, fuck, yeah, this is happening. And then Error 37, la-di-da, everybody knows about that. Yeah, sure, everything went to shit. But here's what really pisses me off, is that people are, like, too quickly, like, just, okay, nobody cares about it anymore. But when it happened, there was a huge uproar, which is well-deserved. Why? Because, hold on a second, like, Diablo 3 is not a fucking MMO. Um no. No, like it's, a lot of people it's, are just playing a single player. It's a single player game. Like and a lot of people are totally fine with it in single player. You can connect with up to four people max. Yeah. And and I didn't buy a box. I didn't go to Best Buy. I didn't, I didn't go, you know, say, hey, I want I want this sixty dollar box with nice, nice manual and you know, like a disc, something to have. No, I was like, I'm digital, I'm preloaded because I want to play this at midnight. Um But it's not like it's not like Diablo 3 needs to like have these severe problems because look at World of Warcraft that's an MMO that didn't they also take down World of Warcraft for a while they took down Starcraft as well like Battle.net in general went down yeah because yeah. of the server well, well Jesus they, what could have happened how could they not have seen they, that coming they, they would have known down to probably the nearest like 10 or 100 units how many people had the game by exactly. midnight that night exactly. <clears throat> so they should have been prepared for the onslaught the guinea pigs Kind of charging out of their gate yeah, to get to service, um, and yeah, it's just crazy that they didn't. I mean, this is Blizzard. Yeah, right. This is Activision Blizzard, right? The biggest video game company in the world with the biggest MMO in the world, right? And, and they didn't have enough servers. Yeah, that's my point. This isn't even an MMO. This is a single player game that you can play with like three other people. Yeah, it, and nobody was able to play like for hours, and then the yeah. next day, shit was still like retarded, yeah. and now they're still taking down the auction house because there's a bunch of problems, like. Come, yeah. Like, come on, like, ten fucking years. Like, I love the game. The game is great. It's not like it's a Duke Nukem thing where it takes <laughs> ten years and it's bullshit. It's like ten years, and sure, okay, admittedly, you haven't been working on it, so I give it, what, maybe four years, five years, Rob? I don't know. Probably something like that. You know how they roll. They just... Yeah. But anyway, still, I can't believe that the guys that run WoW were like super... Oh, my God, we're shocked at the numbers of Diablo 3 on first day. Really? People wanted to play our game? I can't fucking believe it. Like, come on. I think, um, I don't know, I mean, your first login is a bit of extra stuff to go through, so um, even if, say, like, the, the if 6 million people tried to log in at the same time yeah. on, launch, on, on launch time for the first time, there'd be a lot less, uh, there would be a lot more server load than them logging in all at one time now, because they don't have to get their character list updated and synced, and they don't have to agree to the terms and conditions and stuff like that. Um, but still, ridiculous, kind of ridiculous. Um, I was trying to log in at 
I don't know, seven o'clock UK time the next day, so like midday US time, and uh, it took me half an hour to yeah. get to logged on logged on for the first time, yeah. and I got error seventy five, error thirty seven, error three thousand. Yeah. 13,039. And that's not even the only way that it fucks with me because it fucks with me at launch. And then the next day, I'm like, okay, it's up and running. You know, that's nice. And um, me and two friends were like, hey, let's get together. I'll bring my laptop to your house. One of my friends doesn't have a laptop. So we went to his house because he has a PC. So two laptops going to his house. And it was that night. It was Wednesday night. Oh, sorry, Tuesday night. And we get there at about 8 p.m. We're all ready to play. Server goes down. It's down for like four hours. Like the day after. That was great because... We were, we were playing that, and it was like, oh, subs down 50 minutes. And I was like, what? The day <laughs> after, like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. It, um, I think I, pe- people are like, oh, did, did you not expect there to be server pain? You know, it happened with WoW. I'm like, yeah, but happened with WoW when WoW wasn't WoW. And know, WoW is an MMO. Well, Don't compare it to WoW. WoW was an MMO. With- well, no, but like, you know, the, the Blizzard is different. WoW was like, you know, Blizzard were, you know, a PC game right. maker. And now Diablo is a worldwide phenomenon, sort of thing, you know. Yeah, but different. the thing is, like, there's really no reason you, you need if you if you cannot if you do not have an internet connection, you cannot play Diablo, a single player game. The only the only reason, the main reason, really, is the real money auction house, which of course is that, out until five yeah. days now. So yeah. yeah, which I don't really care. About. I mean, I think it's a cool feature. I'm not going to use it. I, I'll sell. I've sold things in the auction house. For so you know, you know, obviously, you see that the Blizzard take like twelve percent yeah. off your. Um, do you know how much they take? Um, off real money auctions. Uh, 15? 82%. No way. Yes, way. No way. Seriously. It might just be for, like, crapper items. Like, uh, so if you're doing a legendary, you might actually get... They might take a bit less from it. But uh, I think it's to try and stop a bit of the gold farming going on. Like, real money gold farming. Oh, my Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Uh, Joseph, Mike, you guys still awake? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not actually. I just sneaked out to do a quick workout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that, that was quick? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't get to talk about Diablo as much as I wanted to last week, and I would have been just the only one rambling about it. But like, no, um, no it's cool, man. Don't worry. I wish I could contribute, but I, I never played it at all. So you know. yeah, I had to give them shit for the the launch. That launch was gross. I expect that launch yeah. from fucking I don't know NCSoft, not from. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey man, Guild Wars Two was the second most popular MMO of all time. Yeah. But, I heard about all that trouble, actually. You can get away from it. No, no but, like, come on. Not Diablo, man. Like, oh, God. Anyway, whatever. It's a single-player game. You have to be connected online. I'll accept that. But, fuck, listen. If you're going to tell me that I have to, you know, oh, make it an event. Make make 12.01 a.m. a fucking internet event. Like, yeah, and then don't have it ready, you assholes. Who are you? Fucking, you're Blizzard. Fuck. Trending <laughs> anyway. topic, error 37. Yeah, hardcore. Um, but anyway, okay, so that's it. I really enjoy the game. I disagree with some of the design choices, but this game uh, in a year or something will be uh, awesome. Maybe my class will work, and um, I'm already excited for expansions. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they've, they've only got one strength-based class right now, so I assume they can have a second one. Yeah. Maybe like an Amazon or Templar or something like that. So I'd like to see the return of the droid. I'd like uh, Shapeshifter again. Cool, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Sorry about that, guys. I know, like, we probably lost a lot, a lot of listeners there, but... <laughs> don't worry, man, you have to get it out. It's, it's, it's a great... I mean, don't yeah. don't let all the kind of negativity take away from it, because it is still a fantastic fucking game. So. Oh, yeah, so oh, I've seen the reviews, I've seen the reviews, yeah. Um, but then there's Inferno, which I don't even want, <laughs> because, look, I cannot. I'm telling you, after Act 2, 
I can, I can barely solo act two and I'm almost max level. I'm 57. Um, and I can't like hell is just act four. Also, I'm useless now, but every other, every class other than the monk just cannot do it. And I cannot imagine Inferno. I can't. One of the great things I found is because I usually roll with four people. Um, when we get to like a group of like, you know, 25, just random dudes. Yeah. Um, so what, what happens is I, I, um, I've got like a series of skills I use on my, um, Bob, my Fembarian, sorry, she's Fembarian. <laughs> um, so she she jumps into the group, uh, I think causing them to slow down a bit, and then I use my stomp move, which I got the rune, which draws them all into me. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then I and then I got some fury then, and I um, start. Yeah, whirlwind, exactly. Yeah. yeah, with the rune that makes me go faster. Nice. <laughs> um, and so like numbers all going up, and then all my friends are like, um, kind of you know just like doing all kind of like shiploads of damage from ranged attacks, and suddenly a bell drops from the monk. Uh, and you know it's just like a, a swarm of numbers like going uh, yep. up and up and up and yellow numbers and sweet yeah it's fucking good it's I know so it's just so fun. good everything yeah. you just said about the barb I love like when I'm playing with a barb and he does that like all enemies just go to him and he just starts spinning and I'm in the yep. back just like boom boom I'm, I'm just, I love that game that game is so good I, and then and then it's like oh I need some help warriors three and you call the ancients oh, yeah, and three the, dudes just come down and start fucking shit up so and then they're like we must go now oh Oh, oh, so yeah. good. I, oh, fuck yeah. Diablo. <laughs> and the story's good. Yes. Uh, stay a while and listen. Yeah, stay a while and listen. It's super predictable. Uh, uh, Leia, Tara Strong, sorry, not, uh, Jennifer Hale voicing Leia. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like doing it as Jennifer Hale. Yeah. There's not like any foaming. She's not trying. Just, yeah, she's just, just talking. I'm Commander Shepard. I'm Jennifer Hale. Yeah, so, yeah, and her dad is all like super into it and like, oh, Diablo. <laughs> yeah. like, and she's just like, I'm Jennifer Hale. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that's been what we've been playing, you guys. This is a, this has been a long episode, but I, I have really enjoyed it because of the return of uh, Rob Thez. You're welcome. Now, yeah, that was good, man. Before we wrap it up, uh, let's just uh, do some emails, give away some codes. Yeah. Uh, can, can you uh, can I read out one of Alfonso's emails if you if you? Uh, send? which one? What date? Whatever. Just just give to send me one that you want me to read oh, out. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, no! I'll tell you what, while you guys are looking, I'll read out one, okay? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, which uh, one are you going to start with, Mike? I'm going to start with these uh, one title, Game Studios. Okay, that's the most recent one. All right. Yeah, okay, so um, Alfonso is a podcast super fan, in case you guys wondered. Um, if you didn't already know. Uh, he says, there are a lot of game studios that make some sick-ass games. If you, This is word for word, by the way. <laughs> if you had a choice, what game studio would you like to work for? Um, I guess I'll start. I would like to work for... Capcom or Sega because <laughs> I would pay them uh, if I okay let's just say I want a million pounds or something I would work <laughs> for them and pay them to remake Resident Evil 2 in the remake <laughs> style or I alternatively uh, alternatively I would ask Sega to give me my damn Shenmue fucking free that I've been waiting for for the last 12 years nearly you guys have to wait for Di- Diablo 3 for like a decade yeah well us Shenmue fans have been waiting just as long for a third game which doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon that's awesome <laughs> Uh, I would like to work for 22 Cans, Peter Molyneux's new studio, because oh, goddamn, that is going to be a fucking f- f- great place to work for. Work you at. love Peter Molyneux. I hate Peter Molyneux. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll jump on the Peter Molyneux love wagon. Jesus. <laughs> well, Let me tell uh, you guys something. My next my... game is going to be fucking incredible. No, it's just, my next game is going to be this great, fantastic, amazing experience <laughs> where you don't control the dog. Yeah. The, the dog, the dog just does something that you might want it to do. 
Um, and so, if you hold down the button, you can create web magic attacks that destroy the entire world. Yeah, and <laughs> so true. <laughs> and also, this game will be the like. There's nothing. There's never been anything like it. And it's also going to be the best game. Oh, it comes out. I review it. I give it an eight. <laughs> and then, and then, I'm developing my le- next game, and I'm literally talking shit about my last game. Hey, that bullshit game yeah. we made. That game was terrible. <laughs> Just a terrible game. So, um, uh, actually, on this topic, and Peter Molyneux, one of my, my good friend Luke Borat, um, he used to work for Lionheaders QA. He's uh, now got a uh, drummer's producer at uh, Mediatonic who makes some great PSN games, like uh, Thousand Tiny Claws they made. Oh, cool. Uh, they also made, uh, I think, uh, Cthulhu Saves the World. Cthulhu Saves the World. Uh, and he's working with those guys in London now, uh, near Chipotle. I'm jealous of that. Uh, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't who, think Molyneux's made a good game since Fable 1. So, Fable 1 was really good. And I think. What about, what about the movies, man? <laughs> what movies? Oh, oh movies. no, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so, that, was, that was Alfonso's email. So, you guys got another one? I yeah. do. And, uh, I, th- I think you're the only one who answered that question. Yeah, Don, where do you want to? Sorry? No, I think I answered it, didn't I? Did you answer it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me and Don have to answer. What question? Where, if what you game studios would you like to work? Oh, okay, Joseph, go for it. Uh, either Irrational Games or, or Gearbox. Um, Sweet. Sweet. Lizard or Naughty Dog. Yeah. Cool, cool. Oh, Good or choice. Insomniac. Insomniac, yeah. yeah. Insomniac guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, but he, so I've got an email from Alfonso here. Okay. Uh, uh, he's uh, talking about Podcast 21. Another kick-ass podcast. Like y'all origin stories on how you guys got to be of the PSU family. Don, you derailed the shit out of your story. <laughs> E3 is coming up, so will there be a special podcast on only on the E3 conference? Uh, yes, we will have an E3 special. Yeah. We're not entirely sure. We've talked about this before. We're not entirely sure how we're going to bring it out. Uh, we're still contemplating. Uh, this is what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to be heading to E3 with Stephen Williamson uh, and Doug Bishop, our senior publisher. Uh, Stephen Williamson, his title is also publisher, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's correspondent. Okay, so Stephen yeah. Williamson will be heading to uh, E3. Uh, Steve, Doug, and I, and uh, it's undecided as to whether we'll we're, we're thinking of doing either one podcast there or mini podcasts for three days. So a small podcast, and the next day another one, another one. But there will definitely be uh, the derailed crew uh, talking the shit out of E3 as soon as I get back. So I'm pretty sure yeah. Mike, Adam, Tim, Joseph. Uh, we'll 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 be jonesing. We'll be chomping at the bit to you know tell everybody about what we think about E3. Because come on, let's be Definitely. honest. This is E3. You know this. Sh- yeah. Everybody's biggest gonna have game a, show. Yeah. Everybody's gonna have an opinion on at least twenty things there. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I tell my origin story because I wasn't here last week? Yeah. 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 Uh, go for so, it. um, I actually I used to go to university at Southampton, which I think is where the old. Um, owner of PSU went to, to university and uh, he had some posters up in um, the maths um, building or mathematics building, math building, uh, like saying, Hey, do you want to do some writing? And I thought, Hell yeah, I want to do some writing. <clears throat> and I applied and I wrote about something. And then I, I got to be part of PSU. I was running a few freelance stories. I uh, My first article was about PS3 pricing in Australia, which I believe was like $1,000 for the console when it first came out. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. I was around then as well. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I just did a, a few, I just did lots of new stories back then, and then I. You uh, did a feature on Sonic as well, didn't you? Just yes, remember? the feature on Sonic. Yeah. Where I was like, 
Sonic can be fixed in these ways, and guess what? Fucking Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Colors, and Sonic Generations basically kind of implemented the, the fixes I thought up of like you know five ten years ago. So uh, <laughs> um, ask and, for royalties. Uh, yeah, I should I should do I should go to Yuji Naka even though it doesn't work as Sega anymore. And say hey. I think I think you're the only gamer. I think you're the only gamer ever that has thought up of ways that Sonic can be good again. Oh yeah, but I, I thought of the ways that actually did use and end up being good. So you know, um, and anyway, uh, and then I, I kind of dropped off. Had a for break, didn't years. you? Sorry, you had a break, didn't you? Because I had a break because I had to finish university yeah. and I was busy with that. And uh, but before that, I did a few reviews, including my wonderful controversial review, in in quotes, of Lingering Shadows, um, which got a lot of hate at the time, which was hilarious. Um, and then I came back and I said, "Hey guys, I'll go to Gamescom," and. Uh, uh, Adam and Doug were like, eh. and then I did, and it was fun. The end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll read another email. Thanks for that, by the yeah. way, Rob. Welcome. I'll read another email uh, from Fonz. He's like, if game characters were real, <laughs> if game characters were real, which PlayStation character would you pick as a role model? So he's asking if game characters were real, uh, which character, which PlayStation character would you pick as a role model? Uh, Cortex from the Crash Bandicoot series. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris Redfield, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Anyone Mostly for his uh, 22-inch pythons. <laughs> Balls. Yeah. And Joseph? Um, man. Spyro, why not? Oh. <laughs> you sound like Elijah Wood. <laughs> um, mine. This one's easy. Um, you want to be... Um, let me guess who that character was. Um, um, Sweet Tooth. No. I say Meryl. Um, um, uh, Otacon, Otacon. No, not Otacon. God damn it. <laughs> 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 They're enemies. <laughs> uh, Solid Snake without it. No, no, Big Boss. Big Boss, cool. Yeah, oh, sure. God cool. ah, damn it. I was going to change mine to Otacon so we could be a team, Don. <laughs> and you would piss yourself. You, you save the world and I piss on lockers. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wicked, dude. Uh, okay, so. No, dude, Joseph, 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 Joseph so, so bad. Joseph, do you, do you think that love can bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> Balls. Love is blooming in my pants. <laughs> it, love did bloom in my pants when I heard so many different accents now. Or not even not even different, so much more uh more sexy accents. <laughs> snake, okay. I injected you with Fox Alive. Okay, so uh let's end the podcast, but first let's give away some codes. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah, sure. We're giving away the codes for we were holding a, a competition for quite a while of Walking Dead uh, season pass. Which has shipped one million copies. Yep. We talked about that last week. Walking Dead uh, Telltale's new game has shipped one million copies. I'm really happy for that because I really enjoyed it. Um, would, would you ca- would you call a downloadable game uh, copies shipped? Oh, sorry. I guess they sold. Yeah, they good, good, yeah. Good, good point. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> well, shipped it's, it's sold. sold. Sorry, my yeah. apologies. Yeah. They sold. put them on USB flash drives and put them on a boat. <laughs> and they just fucking shipped them. Um, okay, so you guys ready? I'm going to give out a few codes right now. You ready? Yeah, okay. go for it. So first winner of a code goes to Ricardo Ferreira. Ricardo Ferreira. He says, my weapon of choice would be an Uzi in each hand. Chuck Norris style. <laughs> and, uh, where would I hide? Hmm, probably behind Chuck Norris because you must have heard because you must have heard that when Chuck Norris gets bitten by a zombie, he doesn't turn into a zombie. The zombie turns into Chuck Norris. He says, thanks for the chance, guys. Best regards, Ricardo Ferrero. Well, Rick, you just won yourself a code, brother. Thanks for listening. And guess who won? This is not... We did not... Uh, we, this is random. Like I said... Did Alfonso win by any chance? 
Alphonse is like, number one, can we choose re- weapons from the games? Because I will choose the Blades of Exile. The Blades of Olympus is not just a sword. <laughs> number two. Well, well you see, he's got a point because you know th- those blades can be reused and you can turn them into like a wide area of effect and destroy kill lots of zombies at a time. Giving true, them some space. true, so, true. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how he would have the arm strength to do that, but I believe he does. <laughs> Uh, number two, I would hide out at the PSU Towers, killing zombies with Don, Mike, Tim, and Joseph, and the other members would be fucking sick. <laughs> Wouldn't the zombies just die in like uh, Montreal from the cold? Lols, I'm so happy that uh, Fong's won. I'm so happy that I picked his email. I, when his name came up, I was like, "Fuck yes!" Um, all right, we've also got. I don't have this guy's name. Hey Don, did you ever finish your uh, your review? for episode one uh we've actually spoke about it what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put up since it was so late uh when telltale actually sent it what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna uh put up the episode one review uh right before the episode two review so it's gonna be yeah, uh, call. one then two like right away wow. good man yeah yeah um uh, you said you didn't have this guy's name or something i don't have the guy's name i'm kind of looking at his all right Forget about it. Uh, like like I said last week, this guy came up again. This one was just awesome anyways. Uh, the game <laughs> says, as his weapon of choice, he would use the Metal Gear Mark II from Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> and he would hide in Shadow Moses. That is completely ridiculous, and you totally deserve a code. Um, we've also... the, zomb- the zombies in Shadow Moses would be like Vulcan Raven and you know, Sniper Wolf. They're going to be some pretty hardcore zombies. Lols. Yeah. Uh, he says, hey, Podcast Derailed, uh, just wanted to say thanks for uh, making such an awesome podcast. I listen to it at work and makes time fly by. My weapon of uh, weapon I choose for a zombie apocalypse would be a crowbar, so I take out zombies Gordon Freeman style. And seeing <laughs> as I live in Australia, I'd run to the bush and try to get away from the zombies. Well, yeah, yeah, because there wouldn't be any but zombies in Australia, in you have those zombie kangaroos, and those are the scariest of all. Those are the ones that... Zombie kangaroos. <laughs> zombie gators I- as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and uh, this one came up too, JT, because uh, just this one was just too awesome. Weapon, uh, weapon of choice, zombie apocalypse, Mark Seven Iron Man suit. Uh, <laughs> where would he hide? Uh, Dark Knight's Batmobile tumbler. <clears throat> mm, I'll pick one more. Mm, wait a second. I just thought of something. Um, don't, do we know if these people are North American? Hold on, no, no, not that, not that. That uh, that's that's fine. But what I was thinking of is Australian codes. Is that different from EU? Yes, it must be. Oh. Uh, I believe so. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll email him anyway. I'll say, hey, if you want, you can create an North Well, no, he can create like an American yeah. account quite easily. And do yeah, it yeah. Um, okay. So. Yeah, that's it for now. That's all the ones I'm going to read <laughs> out. But other people will get coats, I swear. Um, that's <laughs> all the ones I'm going to read out on the show right now because I wasn't terribly prepared. But congratulations to the winners. Uh, enjoy. It's like I said, it's not only episode one, you're getting the full season and a dynamic theme. So ching. Speaking of winners, uh, we have the, I, I mean, I haven't put a post up on the website or the forums yet, but I have the winner of the, the ADAR fight stick. Nice. Yeah. Um, give me a second. And where's my, where's my inbox? That's okay. There's- While you get that, I will uh, pimp out our website. So PSU.com. That's the site we write for. Follow us on Facebook. Search PSU or PlayStation Universe. Make sure to like us. Uh, we have a really cool Facebook app now. Go to our homepage. You can check that. Mm-hmm. Link it with your friends. It's really cool. Uh, Twitter, at PSU, D-O-T-C-O-M. That's at PSU.com spelled out. Um, our Twitter is fun. You should follow it. So, Joseph, did you find those emails? 
Uh, actually, yeah, not an email. Uh, it's form post. Uh, okay. It's uh, le- lethal underscore uh, underscore NFS. He uh, his his post was I need an AR fusion fight stick uh, to save my life. I was at the at I can't read. I was at the doctor's <laughs> the other day. And he said, Lethal, you're going to die soon unless you get yourself an ADR fusion flight stick. <laughs> the doctor was like, hey, yo, Lethal. So he, he prescribed him an AR fusion flight stick. I mean, you know, doctor's orders, you have to take, take notice of those, yeah. Yeah, he said, uh, I asked him if I could just get some other stick, and he said, no way. <laughs> now, I've been playing fighting games since Street Fighter 1 days, which, you know, if you made it past Street Fighter 1 and you actually played it, congratulations, because that game oh, was crap. A fucking awful game. It was. Yeah. yeah. He says, I grew up in the era when arcades were the hot spots to play, so naturally the arcade stick feels like second nature to me. Now, fighters today uh, are great and all, but they are lacking something when, when using a regular controller. A piece of my inner child is missing, and it's killing me. This is when my doctor told me that this, the, the stick, and only this stick, will save my <laughs> inner childhood life. Uh, and so he, he was the winner, uh, so he, he will be getting himself a fight stick. Congratulations! Woo! Nice one! Yeah, and I would like to note uh, that it is going out to a longtime member of the forums who joined in 07. Nice. <clears throat> Sweet. Sweet. Okay, so, um, yeah, if that's it, then we're all done here, right? Yeah, I think that's a wrap. All right, yes, booyah. Okay. Now, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're all very lively people on Twitter, except for one of us. Um, <laughs> you can follow myself. <laughs> uh, you can follow myself, Don Other, at D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. Uh, that's at Don Other on Twitter. You can follow Rob Thez. Uh, Rob's wetsuit is at Rob Thez. R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. Easy. E-Z. So depending on what side of the board you are. And don't forget to follow awesome Joseph Fate at at AcesHigh291. Yeah, you uh, you say that like you it's a question every time, but you get right. He's not sure. Yeah. It's just because of the 291. That throws me off. Um, so A-C-E-S-H-I-G-H-291. Uh, make sure to follow us. You'll be happier for it. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the awesome episode 22, which I had a lot of fun in. Yeah, yeah, that was good fun, man. Good and fun. Do you know why it was better? Uh, because we talked about Diablo. And that's about it. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy.